from my oil pan. How many are there supposed to be? A lot. I don't know. I mean, there, like this 15? was like fifteen. It's like a yeah, bunch yeah, of little it's ones. It's like a lot. I okay. mean, there was like four or five gone from one side. But a significant number of like, I, well, by you the way, oh no, here, look, here on the receipt, remove and reseal oil pan. Here's the parts. Bolt quantity twenty. So that's how There's many 20. they're supposed to be. There's twenty. So you were you were down a third of your bolts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smoking Tire Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Banks Power, who have the all new Pedal Monster to show off. This thing is really cool. It's got a kind of a funny name, the Pedal Monster, but it actually describes pretty accurately what it does. You know, when you take your car in to get an aftermarket ECU tune, in some cases they really are adding power, but in a lot of ways what they're doing is reprogramming your pedal, just the pedal response itself, to deliver power in a different way. And the pedal monster allows you to decide how you want your pedal to deliver power. It can instantly improve throttle response in hundreds of cars and trucks. It's the only OBD connected throttle controller. Other co throttle controllers go through the pedal itself, which can cause all kinds of problems with voltage drop, etc. And it's got an app you can connect to the Pedal Monster, and you can choose your basic city, sport, and track modes. And then there's 10 unique pedal maps within those for 30 total sensitivity levels. You can change it in real time. You can't change it like while you're, you have to take your foot off the pedal to change it, but you can change it like while you're driving very easily. You can't change it in the middle of a pull, let's just say. And just so you know, when you put your car in reverse, you don't want the pedal to be super sensitive like if it was on a racetrack, right? So they have a patented system called reverse safety, which returns the pedal effort and the pedal response to stock when you go to reverse. So you don't have any accidental issues there, right? And they have an adjustable speed trim feature, which allows you to remove the added pedal sensitivity below 10 miles an hour so your car doesn't get super jerky and jumpy, right? If you've got a trailer or you're a sports car, you don't want it to be super jerky uh, in traffic or off, off idle, right? Which is also great for manual transmission cars. It's really, really cool. The active safety mode can return the module to stock in the event of an internal-external malfunction. The app works on iPhone and Android. And all you have to do to see if the pedal monster works for you, again, hundreds of cars and trucks, is go to bankspower.com. That's bankspower.com. And enter the year, make, and model of your vehicle. Get one for yourself. These guys have been doing this for a long time. We love Gale Banks. Great engineer, great team, and the Pedal Monster is their latest innovation. It's very, very cool. So go to bankspower.com, enter your year, make, and model, and see if it works for you. Also brought to you today by HelloFresh. Love HelloFresh. You know why? Love cooking, hate shopping. Love eating, hate deciding what to eat, right? So with HelloFresh, you can save money, you can save time, you can eat healthy, and it takes the worst parts of preparing food off the menu, right? All you got to do is go 
to HelloFresh.com slash SmokingTire65, right? You choose the menu that you want for this week, right? There's 30-plus wet recipes every week. You can do vegetarian. You can do the chef specials. You can do quick and easy. Um, it's um, so many different options. You can even customize your meals by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading the choice proteins or adding proteins to a vegetarian dish. There's so many options. And then HelloFresh sends you fresh ingredients, spices and sauces to your door along with, uh, they're all pre-portioned along with the recipes to make them quickly. And then you put them in the fridge one at a time, boom, you got dinner. You get home from work, no shopping, right? You just pull it out of the fridge and there's everything you need to make dinner. You can do it in about 30 minutes, 40 minutes like tops, but it's way, way easier and less time than going to the store, figuring out what to make. I like it because I don't have to either think about making something new and figure it out on the fly or default to my standard five or six things that I make regularly. It keeps me making new stuff. HelloFresh is now offering vegan recipes on the menu every week without animal products of any kind. And uh, changing seasons mean changing tastes. And with those 30 plus recipes to choose from, you can get something new every week. I love it. Saves time, saves money, saves food waste, and I'm trying new flavors at home. So, HelloFresh.com slash SmokingTire65 and use code SmokingTire65 for 65% off plus free shipping. You got that? You got to use the, the URL and the code. HelloFresh.com slash SmokingTire65, code SmokingTire65, 65% off plus free shipping. It's America's number one meal kit, and don't you forget it. Last but not least, RexMD, baby. Guys hate going to the doctor. You got to plan it well ahead. Takes half a day. And there's also certain topics you don't want to talk to your regular doctor about. And here's what I'm talking about. Boner pills, baby. Most men's health issues have really simple solutions, and RexMD is all about that. They make getting generic and branded Viagra and Cialis easy. Everything's online, even the prescription delivered right to your door. No office visits, no receptionist. It's super simple. Just fill out a quick medical questionnaire on their website. A doctor will review it and prescribe you generic Viagra. If appropriate, your medication gets shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. It's fast, simple, and cheap, and you can access your U.S. licensed RexMD physician anytime you need afterwards. RexMD has helped over 300,000 guys get generic Viagra quickly and convenient, and RxM, uh, RexMD just works and it works the very first night. Starter packs of generic Viagra or Cialis are available for our viewers, but you've got to go to rexmd.com slash tire to get started. That's rexmd.com slash tire. Go to rexmd.com slash tire today to get started with a starter pack prescription of generic Viagra or Cialis and all orders come with free two-day shipping. RexMD, the authority in men's health. All right, folks, on today's episode of the podcast, Zach and I are back in studio for the first time in two weeks. Uh, Zach has a massive 
BMW Bill that we are going to discuss how his car ended up in such a sad state of affairs. I have driven the Corvette Z06, the big story of the day, and give you my review as well as some tidbits on some of the other cars from the Road and Track Performance Car of the Year. We talk about my visit to see my Porsche Boxster Spider at Demand Motorsport for the very first time. And we answer your questions, which strangely focus a lot on road tripping. It's a cruise show on the Smoking Tire Podcast. Happy Z06 Day, everybody. Happy Z06 Day, Z06. Uh, when I posted pictures of the Z06, I got texts from many journalists, the elite of the British motoring press. How is it, mate? Jethro said. Oh, Hong Kong. And uh, I'll tell you how it is. Uh, in a little bit, we'll get to that. We need to make sure you guys stick around. Uh, because a bunch of people went to Pittsburgh to drive the Z06 on the launch uh, for one day. They were Quick flown launch. in. Wow. Got a few laps around the track. Got a little bit of road time. And then get the fuck out because we got to get more people through this bitch. But because road and track is an elite Hearst Media publication, and I am an elite member of the salaried staff. Uh, P. Cody was going on last week. That's the performance car of the year, and the Z06 was part of that test. So we got one for two days at Monticello uh, and then two more days of road driving. We got a lot Jeez. of every member of the R&T staff now has significant Z06 uh, seat time. I probably have... 25 laps of around Monticello plus Whoa. two hours of road time. Um, Travis has has even more than me. Travis has quite a lot. Um, but uh, and he was the one setting the official times for the uh, you know for the P Cody uh, test. Yeah. Uh, the test numbers. He, we have the consistency of Travis yeah. setting all the times. But because because I, you see, I have a secret. I am a man who owns GoPros. And because I'm a man who owns <laughs> GoPros, I uh, normally day one of the racetrack is only for Travis to set the lap times. And then day two is for is open lapping for the rest of the staff. For everybody to get their for notes. For everybody to yeah, get yeah. their notes. They put a notebook in each car. You go out, you do a four-lap session, you write notes, and you get through all the cars. But because I own GoPros... Monday was for Travis and me. Once Travis set a lap time, then I got to have a go. So I got twice as much track time in every car as as everybody. Nice, which is great. You can't drive every car at the same time, right? Right. But I and I after Travis would set a lap time, I'd get right in it and I'd have the whole rest of the you know time to do whatever. So on the Monday of P Cody, I did ten one takes. It was the most That's I've nuts. ever done in one day, but I literally had all the cars sitting right there and an entire racetrack to myself. How long did you spend prepping your notebook for that? those things? Two days. Yeah. Yeah, two days. Uh, fortunately, a lot of the cars I'd already driven, so I had... I had the notes already. Like, there weren't... There was only three, three of the ten that I had like never even seen oh, before, which made it way, way easier. Yeah. Um, Z06 was one of them, and I will tell you my thoughts on the Z06, as well as my thoughts on a few of the other cars 
uh, in the P. Cody test um, after we talk about this bill that was just emailed to me <laughs> from Bavarian Workshop, where Zach's M3 has been uh, for a week. For a week. $3,518, Zach? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with your car? So many things. Uh, what happened? Shout out to Bavarian Workshop. Um, so Bavarian Workshop is owned by Mark Norris, who built a 600 horsepower M2. We reviewed, I mean, a couple of years ago. But he does really He's a good dude. Really good dude. Does really high quality work. He built Tom Segura's M2, I think. Like they do old school restoration and new stuff. So I go there because I trust them, and there's a reason which we're gonna get to in a second. So um, my car had been having this diff clunk for like a year. I recall the diff, right? Clunk. And yep. so there's three big bolts that hold the diff on for the for the M3. There's two in the back, mm -hmm. which everyone replaces when they get their car, even when they were new, because the bolts were like too short and known for backing out. So okay. mine, were, those were new on mine. And then there's a front bolt. New when you got the car. When I got the car, they had already been replaced. Uh, okay. Correct. Yeah. And then so those run um, longitudinally on the car, and there's one in the front that runs perpendicular to the drive shaft. Okay, so, so across the rear across, axle. Across the rear axle, essentially. Yeah. And it's really long. I think it's like five inches or something. And my diff started clunking last year after a drift session. And I read a bunch of people in the forums were like, it's the M clunk, man. They do that. <laughs> they do that. I saw. I love when people. Oh, the, you know who you love to tell they do that to? Donnie. His, his <laughs> fucking eyeballs will fly out of his head. They don't fucking do that. They don't do that. That's a shitbox car that's <laughs> not supposed to do that. They're not supposed to do that. From the factory, they didn't do that. But, I mean, out of, like, 20 re responses on the Facebook group I'm on, 19 said they do that. Yeah. One guy goes, it's the front diff bolt. It's hard to get to. Tighten it down. And I did, and it fixed it. Mm -hmm. But about a month later, it started again. Did you use some thread locker? At the time, I did not. I just tightened it. Are you it. supposed to? I just came, I just, like... Thread no, no, locker, you but are. So at the time, that person I'm the just person said to who puts it. thread locker in fucking the wrong thing, and it would be a problem. It can be. If you use the wrong thread locker, <laughs> yeah. it can also be a problem. So uh, I knew what to do, but I had re-injured my back, of course. So getting under a car was tabled for a while. So I drove it very carefully. Then I put on jack stands here, and I put thread locker on it, and I tightened it down. And when I went to tighten it, it suddenly started to free spin. And oh, this, that's not this good. bolt needs like 120 pound feet of torque uh -huh. on the torque wrench like it's really a high number and mm -hmm. i was at like 40 and it was spinning and it was oh, spinning no. and so i tell mark and he's like did you put loctite on i said yeah i used the blue stuff which is the semi-permanent but not uh -huh. permanent and and i just i knew that the the surgery required is called a time cert which is a, like a helicoil but different basically they need to put new threads in, in the, the metal yeah because the differential on the m3 is soft aluminum because of course it is because the yeah. E46 is more fragile than an actress <laughs> like or an actor I mean it is such talking to Eric who's shopping Elon for Musk's one, like, ego is robust compared to the metal absolutely <laughs> like I was talking to Eric who's shopping for one he was like is it? He, he's point. He's like, is this a known problem? Like, I knew about the rod bearings and this other thing. I was like, dude, the whole car is a known problem. <laughs> and so it's I'm too I, bad because it drives fucking great. Isn't that the oh, problem? It, it is a relationship shame. that I should get out of, but I don't want to. Shame. It is such a shame. Oh, and that bipolar chick fucks so good. And then yeah, I was listening to Chris DeStefano talk about his literal baby's mama. Like he had a one night stand. They got, she got pregnant. They decided to keep the kid, and now they have a good relationship, but they're not together. He's yeah. a comedian. And he, he's very funny. He said, uh, 
he's like, yeah, you know, when you meet her, she's Puerto Rican and she has a tattoo on her tit. He's like, my it's friend told to me know. to not get her pregnant. He's like, that's what she says from her, her visit. Or like everything about her. You're like, don't come in this chick. And then he did. Um, and, uh, and so the surgery for this requires the diff to be removed, oh. which I don't have the space or the physical ability to do. Like, yeah, I'm, I've been injured for like three like, years. I can't lift it. Who wants to do that? That sounds terrible. If I had a second car and shop space, I'd be like, I would like to learn to do this. And Sam Smith, our friend, he's like, it's not rocket science. It's just effort. It's but like, just shitty. I can't lift a differential. And even if you got the diff out, or you're going to retap the fucking holes. Like then what? Well, then you then you have to put the fucking diff in the back of your other car and bring it to Mark to have that done anyway before <laughs> no, you reinstall no, it. T- Sam said I was capable. Do of you remember what the diff holes. fluid smelled like? Terrible. The literally the worst smell I've ever smelled. Yeah. Like worse than like dead animal. Worse than like the worst fart you could imagine. Literally. The worst smell, like only for maybe rotting seafood could be worse. You transported but. a diff for your Mustang in the old TSD in the minivan, minivan, yeah, and it ate through the carpet like the acid from aliens into the metal. Let's, but so little of it, yes, like, like a couple tablespoons of it got into the carpet, and it was so bad that I had to have the entire interior from the van removed. The carpet replaced and the metal underneath the carpet, like, power scrubbed. Yeah, because like, getting rid of the carpet alone didn't get rid of the yeah, smell. Yeah. That was what I mean. It, like, it, it like ate mm-hmm. into the metal. Yeah, it's so you don't so want to touch a fucking diff if you can avoid it. It's no. the worst possible smell on earth. So, anyway. so I had scheduled to bring that in. I was like, I need this done. And he told me what it's going to cost. I'm like, I mean, it's, the differential needs to stay on the car. Yeah, like, what choice do you have? I have yeah, exactly. And then... A week before I was going to bring it in, uh, one of your guys noticed an oil like stain on the ground from my car. Uh-oh. My car hasn't leaked oil ever. And so I bring it in under there. Under the front or under the back? Under the front. Uh-huh. So it's coming from the engine. Good place for it to come from. It's where, it's where oil lives. It's where it lives and it's yeah. not traveling too far. But uh, I thought maybe the valve cover gasket was leaking. They had uh-huh. done that and I don't want to besmirch their work. But I was like, maybe, hopefully, because then it'll be free. No, they uh, actually. I don't have the picture. That's on my phone. So they send me a photo, three day, two days after it arrives, and they're uh-huh. like, "Dude, what is happening with your oil pan?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" And I look, and there are six bolts missing from my oil pan. How many are there supposed to be? A lot. I don't know. I mean, there, like this 15? was like fifteen. It's like a yeah, bunch yeah, of little it's ones. It's like a lot. I okay. mean, there was like four or five gone from one side. But a significant number of like. I, well, by you the way, oh no, here, look, here on the receipt. Remove and reseal oil pan. Here's the parts. Bolt, quantity 20. So that's how there's many 20. there's supposed to be. There's 20. So you were, you were down a third of your bolts. Almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, they, and they had discovered that the leak was coming from a bad oil gasket, but that was because bolts were missing. Mm. And they were like, they're like, there's no way these all back themselves out. And so... What, do you I, think you hit a rock or something? No, no, no. I think... A shop I used to take my car to that I stopped taking my car oh. to, which I will not name because I can't prove this was their fault because it was yeah. years ago. But every time I went there, which was three times, something was left off the car that I I, rem- I remember this, yeah. And and one time it was like a fan shroud. I caught it the day I picked it up and they went, oh, our bad. And they put it on. The next time I did it, uh, they did front suspension work. And I start, the, the week I drove around after that, there was like a buzz 
So I took it to a different place, like a local Venice place, and they were like, uh, we just found two bolts that are supposed to be on your aluminum subframe connector on top of it. Sweet. And they go in from the bottom. Yeah. And so that's when I stopped going to this particular place. So my thought is that, oh, uh, when I first got the car. Did this shop have your oil pan off yes, at some point? The only time it's been off when it's been under my care was after I over torqued the drain plug mm. and I sent it to them because you have to take it out, yeah. put new threads in, clean the metal oh, so out. So you know that it was taken off at some point. Yes. Yeah. So that is my suspicion. And, it's, they, a, and it's amazing it didn't have a problem yeah. earlier. You know? Yeah. Because you can't and you, you can't see these bolts when you're under the car changing the oil. It's like way up by the intake uh, side. So like no one who changed the oil would have seen it. Well, uh, let's see. Thirteen hundred and fifty dollars for the removal and resealing of the diff. Yeah. You know why? You have to take off the entire front sub. Oh, sorry. The oil pan, you have to take off the entire No, removing front and re resealing the oil pan was, was almost $1,600. Yeah. Yeah. I looked up how to do it. it was and by the way, no it was way. only $268 in parts and $1,200 in labor. Yes. It is And it's not like, I mean, it, Bavarian Workshop is like a, a, a fair shop. Like, mm -hmm. they're not, they, like, they're not cheap, but they're not a ripoff. Correct. Yeah. Like, this is what good work costs. They are high quality work. Yeah. They're more expensive than some places, but yeah. they are not. But like, fucking me. And yeah. they, they were nice and they gave me a little bit of a discount. But I looked up how to do that and it is complicated. Like all the support for the engine from the underside comes out. I'm sure this is just a weird thing for this billing, but this says hand car wash $383. <laughs> no, I don't. That's not right, no, is it? Cuz I think that's just that's just a weird No, no. They uh they gave me a discount of 383 that Oh, that's on a that discount. Yeah. Oh. I see. Oh, that's minus. Yeah, yeah, minus three hundred eighty-three. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Say, I brought. Wow, I was gonna be like, wow, fair price, but they charged you three eighty for a watch. No, okay. I've been there enough, and Mark's just like, you know what? You've had a tough time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh he's man, like, this one's on me. Uh, I'm. A, he's the casino owner, and he but sends me the, free drinks. The diff bolt thing. Yeah. That's just a thing that can happen. Yeah. But you, but you made it worse by drifting Definitely. this car. Yeah, like you've 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 given this car a tough for a daily driver. You, this car's had a tough fifty thousand miles. I think I'm going to stop drifting it. It is hard on it. And the test for your diff, like to see what's moving, is you put an iPhone under the car, put the e-brake on, and then slowly let the clutch out. Just like just hit the friction point, which uh -huh. puts stress on the diff, and uh, you could see the diff rock. So like other people did that and they're like, that's how I know this is wrong with my diff. And I tried it and I could see the diff move like half an inch. Yeah, that sounds so half an inch in diff is a lot. It's supposed to be zero. <laughs> yeah. But that's how much torque is being put on any differential. Well, all you know? the torque. Right. It's all of it. all the and engine's it, torque. And it's not just twist, yeah. you know, uh longitudinally, it's like forward backwards. Yeah. So that's why it's so hard on cars. Yeah. That's uh is the I mean does somebody make like a better diff housing that that in the aftermarket that I don't know probably. doesn't have this problem? I'm sure there's. Well, you can. You Is there can like a motorsport the diff? You can increase the stiffness of your differential bushings. Mine are like Polyflex Street Track. Mm -hmm. You can go up in durometer, and then newer cars, all the subframes are solid mounted. Yeah, and so everything's just more locked on. Right, right, right. So the stress point moves different places. I'm sure there's well, a motorsport solution, but I'm not yeah, but doing that. Yeah, but you use a street car. Yeah. But that is, uh, that's an expensive <laughs> week. I mean, to just, I mean, for what amounts, you know, to 
bolts that don't go in right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. this is three grand for bolts <laughs> yeah. that aren't in right. Yeah, you know, fundamentally. People, people think my Ferrari was expensive, but like, it ain't three grand for fucking bolts. So, well, some of your bolts were expensive to buy the bolts, but yeah. putting them in was not as expensive <laughs> as this. Oh, yeah. This is really expensive. Uh, yeah. When I looked up the directions for the oil pan, they were like, well, you're going to have to support the engine from the top. Yeah. Because all the engine goes, I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And they're like, they put a bar across oh, your cross no member way. to so hold the engine, the engine doesn't up fall out so the engine on doesn't you? fall on their face. Get the fuck. Because you have yeah. to take all the sub You're not doing that shit. No. Once I saw that, that's I was like, no, I'm that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely not. Okay, so well, that's rough. So I, I've probably doubled the price of my car in maintenance. I mean, I can't tell you years. how many people send me links to twenty-five or thirty thousand dollar M3s and go, "Should I buy this?" And mm-hmm. I go, "Look, you know, here's what you might be getting into. Yeah, you know, this stuff is really, really expensive to fix. Um, and if you're talking about a, a, a cheap example with high miles, like." You don't, I don't, you don't know. I don't know. Like, should, could be fine, could be fucked. Yes. Like, no idea. Like, you know, or you can spend a ton of money on one that's great now, mm-hmm. and then you can treat it like a collectible. You know, not treat it like a daily or a project car or a fucking track day car. Yeah. Treat it like a collectible, and then you get your money back. Right. You know, at the end of the day, um, provided you don't, you know, you don't break anything. But like, damn, <laughs> that's yeah. a big fucking bill yes. for what amounts to bolts. Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I sucks. I heard that and I was like, great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, that sucks. Well, speaking of project cars uh, and things that cost money, our BMW 135i giveaway car um, is going very well. Um, we've got a big pile of high quality aftermarket parts uh, sitting out there in the hallway. So ready to go on the car. Um, we are uh, we're giving away this car uh, in partnership with GetEnteredToWin.com. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard us say this pitch, I, I I'm, I'm not going to make this bit this this segment of the show too pitchy. I hope you figured it out. You can see photos of the car on Instagram. If you click the link in bio on our Instagram, there's a thing right up at the top of that mm-hmm. to uh, to win the car. Um, the idea being. Best daily drivable Canyon car for 30,000 bucks. So we spent uh, just on, uh, we spent 19,000 on the car itself. It is a clean, straight, stock uh, BMW 135i manual. Um, slick top or is there a sunroof? Sunroof. Sunroof car. Mm-hmm. But, but black on black, stock. Uh, it's got 95,000 miles. And we have got. Uh, and we're going to make this thing ace. So we're got, we've got uh, wheels and tires. HRE Wheels is uh, is making a set of their new wheels. So cool. no one's seen the wheels yet. They're, it's a brand new model of wheels. It's an exclusive. It's an exclusive. Um, and they're forged wheels. They're not flow form wheels. It's a, it's a forged wheel, uh, 19 inch wheel for this car. Uh, and then uh, West Coast Tire is getting us some tire. I tried to get Pilot Sport 4S's because they're the best tires that you can buy. They're back ordered for this car indefinitely. Whoa. So unfortunately, couldn't get those. So we got my, my second choice. Um, 
which I'm blanking on right now because I'm my brain is not functioning fully. But we got good; they're good tires, no problem. New brand new tires, brand new wheels. The, this car has this, the M Sport brakes from the factory, um, but they're a little tired, as mm-hmm. you might have seen in our in our video, our before video that we did. Go check that out on the YouTube channel. So we're doing new discs, new rotors, new flu, uh, new pads, rotors, and fluid. But the OEM hardware is perfectly acceptable for this task. We don't need to do some giant yeah, stop not, tech we don't kit. Need six piston. No, whatever's. these brakes are good. Yeah. When they're new, they're good. So we're making them new. Uh, Cobb has given us the 50 state legal stage one plus access port. Uh, we've also got a Cobb uh, charge pipe, also 50 state legal, and we've got a CSF intercooler also 50 state legal. So that should give us some more power uh, along with uh, some better cooling capacity for the turbo, which is a durability mod, not just a power mod with that intercooler uh, while keeping the car uh, legal. Now this thing is fucking fast. Like it actually doesn't need any power. Like, yeah, it's, it's real really quick. fast, um, just out of the box. We then got, um, what is the, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm blank. What is the name of the coilovers? Uh, they're STs, ST. which is owned by KW. So ST is like a subsidiary company of right. KW. So full set of coilovers. Uh, we've got sway bars uh, for the car. We've oh, what the fuck is that? Sorry, I'm, I was looking up the name of the gentleman from Sorted who is sending us uh, the outlet pipe um, that also helps with the reliability issue. And I wanted to look up his name. He's you met him. He had yeah. the 135. Is it 50 state legal? I hope yes, so. Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I got to keep that. cars yeah. got to be legal. Um, so those are those are the the main mods that we're doing. We don't need to go super crazy, and we're also trying to keep it under thirty thousand bucks. So we we're not doing like fifty grand in parts on this thing. It's it's um, and then our partner uh, Avis Autosport. We're taking the car over there tomorrow. They're going to install all the parts. We've also got an Optima battery. Mm-hmm. We've also got uh, Motul fluids. And so we're going to preemptively do the 100,000-mile service. So you get a fresh major service, fresh motorsport-grade Motul fluids, brand-new Optima battery. They're going to install all these parts. Um, then we're going to take uh, the car down to uh, McKenna's uh, body shop in Torrance, where um, – uh, Zach met up with uh, with my homie Tim, who is a manager down there, and uh, and McKenna is going to go through um, the the front and rear bumpers, touch them up, a little bit of paint work, a little bit of dent removal, make the car super super fucking nice, um, and uh, and then we're going to give it a paint correction and a detail so that the winner gets a beautifully uh, put together, uh, nice clean, ready to drive uh, car. So tomorrow we're dropping it off at Avis Autosport in Glendale, which is a uh, a BMW shop that um, the folks at uh, EAG mm-hmm. recommended to me, and where I take my M3. Very nice people, very good at their jobs. And uh, I want to clarify the name of uh, the body shop where Tim works now is South Bay Certified Collision. It's a South Bay Certified Collision Repair Center that's focused on BMWs. Right. So they are owned by McKenna, which are, is a okay. big a big uh, dealer group here in LA Got and it. they have Porsche, BMW, Audi, ex- they have a, a ha- big high-end dealer chain, but thank you, South yeah. Bay uh, Collision and Repair Center. And so they're going to uh, uh, repaint the front and rear bumpers. The third brake light was mm-hmm. like dried and cracking, um, looked like it had dandruff. And they're going to do a little bit of work on the bumper. The paint on this car was pretty damn good. There were just it needs a, few a correction, but it's chips. not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for so, black paint, not bad. Yeah. 
and uh, and we're, we're whoever wins the car can get the stock wheels. Also, we don't have any uh, we don't have any need for them, so you can have them too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the HREs are going to be kick ass. So this engine is so strong. Yeah, it's like, great. The torque kicks in so early, and yeah. it's just. It feels like it's been tuned up a little bit. I mean, hasn't even been, as like, it is it like quickly. stock, it's a very nice driving yeah, car, and we don't want to ruin that. We just want to like we're not building some track monster that'll suck to drive on the street. Like it should really be a good street car with good response, not too stiff, mm-hmm. not too gnarly, daily drivable. You know, car exactly. And although yes, these cars can be expensive to maintain, we're doing like everything within reason to make sure that when it goes from us to the winner, that it's good to go. Yes. Um, and so you can go to uh, our Instagram and click on the link in bio, and there's a there's a button there. You can go to getenteredtowin.com. It's there. Is uh, is there a wincom slash TST. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, sorry. It's g- go.getentertowin.com. Oh, go. Go.getentertowin.com slash TST. Or just go to our Instagram and click the link in bio. There is no purchase necessary, True. but it is certainly encouraged. True. Uh, you can support the channel. Um, you know, people are always asking us for creative ways to support. This is one. Get my face on a fucking coffee mug. And, uh, that's the thing. So t- I can't wait to go over to Avis tomorrow and and shoot our part two video, which is the the upgrades we're doing. So we'll get some some shop footage. We'll get some parts footage. We'll get some maybe someone will make do something that makes sparks fly. I don't know. That's a, what, how you do it. Yeah. And, uh, and then, 80s music and then we'll get some some stuff at uh, South Bay Collision and Repair Center and uh, and see how we're doing. And then we'll have another video where we drive uh, the finished product. They're bringing the tires over here tomorrow. Um, and uh, I'm going to be, ooh, I have a speaking gig on Wednesday in San Juan Capistrano. I wonder if the wheels are done. If they are, maybe I can swing by HRE and get them. I don't know if they're done yet. My Porsche wheels are done. Oh, nice. I'm very excited. You're picking those up? Are um, they shipping directly? I don't know. I might just ship the car to HRE and mm-hmm. have them put them on and then just go down there and get both myself because I have to get the, bring the stock wheels home. Oh, yeah. You know? So we could go down in your Mustang. We could go down to the Mustang. And then pick yeah. up the car. Yeah, That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. I went to visit Rick. I saw the car. Did in you pers- really? I saw the car in oh, person shit. for the first time. Congrats. Yeah. It's fucking is nuts. It, the color is so ridiculous. Like, it's go up, up to the top. It should be like, oh, there. there. Those, are, those are my actual photos. So the color's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's like... It's like a goof. Like it's like you. It's, it's exactly goof. what I wanted. Like you can't to have a car with this much power and this much performance painted in a color that's like a makeup color. Yeah, is hilarious. No one will expect what you have under it's hilarious. the hood or yeah. on it, whatever. And like the interior is pretty fucking strawberry shortcake. You know, it's Whoa. it's two tone red black. So this. Well, it's like the. You didn't get a custom color, right? This is like the 25th That's, anniversary red. They call that the red. Spider Classic. Yeah, it's yeah, a really yeah. good red. Yeah. We've driven a couple cars with it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. I mean, and, and I think to some people, like, I think without seeing the whole package, it can seem a little clashy. And yes, I am colorblind, but... You're red-green colorblind, right? Yeah, I know what yeah. red is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like, I just want to let people but like, know. But <laughs> I, think, I think when you step back and you see it, the, see the whole thing, it's the whole interior is not... It's more black than red. The dash upper is red, the center console surround is red, and the door uppers are red. And then the outer portion of the seats are red, but the inner portion is black. So it's like... 
it's a combination, mm-hmm. and the top is black, and then the brake calipers are red. So there's definitely like a red black frozen berry. It looks like ice cream. Cool. I mean, it's a fucking straight up ice cream combo, and it's it is ridiculous. Like it's not. It's not a sane combination. It's fucking out there. But like, I don't give a fuck. I'm ready for. Thank out God there. it's not silver. Is what and I'm saying. And when you and no. the wheels are, um, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, I think it's called frozen polished copper. Is the color HRE? It's HRE color? Yeah, it's HRE R101 lightweight in frozen polished copper is the color. And I think on the configurator you can see them ish um but they've got the engine back in the car they fully put it back in 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 one day um and they're dyno tuning the car now and there needs to be a thousand mile break in so where you drive it like pretty gently um and i got to go back to new york to do this road and track hudson quattro cento thing which is like a road rally for road and track customers right and actually because it's like a customer event i have to drive pretty gently i can't just like go fucking nuts oh so, so it'll be like breaking miles with it i think that i think it might work oh out i think the God. timing might work it's like go to the they mid- have a lot of finishes yeah go to the middle i mean there's we'll like, see like super shiny yeah polished gold uh polished bottom, gold. go down right four over and to, yeah that frozen polished copper that's it oh cool yeah that's the color of the wheel uh, wow they have so many finishes yeah so i think that'll i think that'll match I mean, it'll contrast. It, what it will do is bring out the hint of gold flake that you don't really see in the car when you photograph it indoors. True. The car outside in a, like a sunset has a little hint of gold flake in it. Yeah. And the 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 wheels will bring that out. You can see it a little on this close up bad yeah. shot you got inside. You can see there's flake on the paint, but I agree. Otherwise, it looks pretty flat inside. Yeah. But. Uh, no, in in it's a cool. in a sun in in yeah. sunlight in a sunset, you'll have those golds that are brought I mean, flake out. Flake doesn't really pop indoors yeah. unless it's aggressive candy. Yeah, flake and like or the something. light in Rick's shop sucks. It's just yeah. like shitty. Flir- Sorry, Rick, I love you, but like it's just shop light. It's shop light. It's fluorescent, whatever the fuck light. When you picked, so when you picked the the finish for the wheels, did you uh, send the guys at HRE like here's the spec, and they're like, we think this would look good, or did you just look through it and pick? I one? went through it with. Uh, Oh, who was I? Sarah? No, with Segura. Oh, okay. With Tom Segura. I, I went through it with him, and I when we went back and forth on some options, and this is where we landed. Cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he's like a sneakerhead, so he has good fashion. He's now- like, No he, joke. And he's now he's now a Porsche fucking- oh, He's now- but he, yeah. he, he hit me up today. He got a Spider, uh, a um, Sport Classic allocation. He did? Yeah. Whoa. I was like, buy it. Buy it. That's why he DM'd me after that video went up, and he was like, hey, man, good video. And I was like, this is surprising, and that's now I know why. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the interior on that car is Yeah, it's fire. Yeah, it's cool. So good daily drive. Good Texas daily driver. Yes, true. You want a daily Porsche daily driver for Texas? Yeah. That's the fucking one. The ducktail wing looks fucking awesome. Oh, good for you, Tom. So anyway, and look, there he's a top comment on my my post there. Um, so I'm really excited. Seeing the car in person was like very legit. Yeah. And seeing the engine out of it with the window sticker still on the window is boss. That is a boss, boss move. Um, so, this, so is, this is his engine or stock engine? No, that's that's my new engine. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, my new engine. And then go go uh, keep going to the right because you can see the Fab Speed headers with the high flow cats, nice. and then the pipes on the right are the pipes that go over the axle, and they go into the stock muffler. 
And then the stock muffler, um, I've got an upgraded clutch and flywheel there. Yeah, for you're going to want that. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the, um, the stock muffler keeps the valve, so you get quiet mode. But in the stock car, even in like certain modes, like the computer can kind of override it. Mm-hmm. So they put in a, this new controller module. So open means open and closed means closed. It's like someone makes the module gotcha. that overrides the computer. And apparently, I haven't heard it yet, but apparently when it's quiet, it sounds like a stock GT3. And when it's loud, it sounds like the end of the world. We, so, uh, we can talk about that Hyundai thing later with the track mode. Oh, yeah, not. we should talk we about later, that. But yeah, we'll yeah, we it. should talk about that. Um, but anyway, and then there's the, the cuts hair fast uh, door sill. That was a $2,000 joke. <laughs> it's a good joke. It, it's a good joke it if you good, get it. It is a good yeah, joke. Yeah, if you get oh, it. Yeah, there we go for yeah. people. Um, I, and that, those, that, uh, that is an illuminated red door sill, so that'll glow when, when you, you open, the, open door. the door. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. Did you choose the font color yeah. or was it? Okay. Yeah. No, exa- I said wow. make it just like the Kills just Bugs like the Fast in- ad, which is in typewriter font. Oh, you choose the font and the color of the font. You choose the you choose the font, the wow. color of the font, and what it says, and that's that is uh, from the Sunderwoodchen, the Special Wishes division, which is not which is beyond exclusive. Yeah, you have exclusive manufacturer. So that I have the exclusive stuff I have is silver seat belts to match the the brushed aluminum dash, um, painted badge um, in the body color um, instead of black. Yep. Painted roll hoops in Frozenberry, those are exclusive. And then Special Wishes is that, is Whoa. the door sill. Special, I didn't, I've not even seen you the have Special to, Wishes. You room. have to be invi- invited to get yeah. Special Wishes. Holy yeah, shit. they're like, you, we have approved you for Special Wishes. It's really a fucking, it's really a fucking well, dick You are marketing Special Wishes as we yeah. speak. I was That's denied cool. certain Special Wishes. I requested a Frozenberry tack and they said no. Whoa. Yeah. They were like, no, that that is a, that is a bridge too far, sir. <laughs> that's too tasteless. What color is it's your It's too tack? tasteless for us. Uh, red, no, black. black. Okay. The colors, yeah. I think I think it was. I think red would have been a little too much red. It would have been too much red. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, Frozenberry. I don't know. That might have looked weird in the in the black with red surrounding it. Yeah. Maybe you need. Maybe more someone break. knew better than I did and was like. I mean, whoever runs that probably has amazing fashion sense. And probably. Comes, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I That's got a cool. couple calls once this build went in. Like, are you serious? And I was like, Yeah, man. Dude, have fun with fucking it. Fucking do it. You know. More importantly, it's gonna drive. Fucking It'll be sick. so good. What's the and power air, jump from stock like? Five, it goes from four fourteen to five sixty eight. Yeah. So it's. Significant. That's a lot. Yeah, it's significant. It's a, it's sick. big power, and then the gears, the short gears, be fucking nutty. So that'll be fun. Uh, so anyway, the it's Z06 day, so we should probably talk. We should about talk about Z06. that. Um, Road and Track Performance Car of the Year test. Um, the Z06. We had you know uh, nine great cars there, ten great cars there. Excuse me, but um, the Z06 obviously was the headline. Travis wrote the uh, first drive. Uh, story, which is up right now on roadandtrack.com, so you can go read his uh, his ver- his version. We'll have to wait till there's a press car in LA to do a video, mm-hmm. but I'm sure we will get one sooner rather than later. I hope. Yeah. Um, you know, look, man, it took six years for General Motors to reverse engineer a four five eight Special and bring it to market. That's that's your top line. I mean, they, that engine is fundamentally a Ferrari engine. 
that's what they that's what they built. It feels like a Ferrari engine. Um, and even the the GM guy who was on site was like, "Yeah, can you believe they that Ferrari built something like that?" And then we're like, "You know what? Let's stop making this." <laughs> and he was like laughing, and he was like, "How do you not realize what they had and go? Well, we could start there." And wow, you know, like so they knew, mm-hmm. um, and they and GM was quoted like they they admitted on the record that they had a 458 mm-hmm. and I think a GT3 mm-hmm. or GT3 RS. Like, these were their benchmarks in terms of precision, feel, sound, soul, all those things. Yeah, and when, and you know, GM is a very funny company because you drive certain cars and you're like, did anybody give a fuck about this? And you drive other cars and you go, oh, well, Everybody gave a fuck about Everybody this, yeah. gave a fuck about this. Yeah. And so the Z06 is one of those cars. I mean, the, the power is exceptional. Um, this, but it, but the sound. I mean, it's really fucking fast. Um, somebody clocked a, uh, a, a, I don't know, it was Motor Trend or someone who had ran instrumented testing, ran a two six to sixty and a ten five or something in the quarter at like one hundred and thirty. It's really fucking With fast. An NA engine making most yeah. of the power and torque way up top, way up high. Yeah, but it's a big enough displacement that it has plenty of power. Um. Not necessarily the low the end, but at the at the it's got a good mid range punch. Um, one of the things I really like about it, and the GT4 RS was one of the other cars um, that we had at P Cody, which is also an amazing car. Um, we you know we have I have I have more seat time in GT4 RS than maybe anybody outside of Porsche, but um, you know. Uh, the GT4S, as I said in my reviews, it it gives up refinement and power at the very bottom to to have it to have all of it at the very top. Mm-hmm. Um, with a five and a half liters of displacement, six hundred and seventy horsepower, you know the Z06 has a, a very wide um, area of usefulness. Um, you don't have to zing the shit out of it to enjoy the sounds and the preci- the you know the feel of a flat plane engine. Um, it's matched really well with the dual clutch gearbox. The C8 chassis was already amazing. I will say that in narrowing the focus to being fast on a track, it does not have the C8 Z51's beautiful ride. Mm-hmm. The ride is fine. Um, it's firm. It's not, and the and the car they gave us, this blue car, it had the carbon fiber wheels. It had this is a hundred and sixty five thousand dollar car. It had everything you could put on the car: the aero, the carbon wheels, the ceramic brakes, the fucking Cup Two R tires, and they it has an adjustable alignment. And because we were running lap times, they aligned it for the track. So on bumpy roads, it was a little darty, mm-hmm. a little more than I would like, um, but. I'd like to try one on regular tire on the PS4S. Was it more dirty than the GT4 RS? Uh, I know you're same. in a different, I mean, different I, state. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of the same. Yeah. It wasn't as it wasn't as harsh. Okay. GT4 RS is stiffer and harsher. The the Z06, if you put it in comfort mode, it did ride a little better. Um, and um, the GT4 RS has these really unpleasant intake resonances below like 2500 rpm so if you don't use pdk sport to keep the revs between you know above 25 or 3 it's not very pleasant whereas the z06 is 
is pleasant even at low RPMs. I'd probably rather daily drive. The Z06 is totally daily drivable, 100%, even in a place with not great roads. Um, but the alignment, the, the the Cup 2Rs, it was a little dartier than I would want. Mm-hmm. But you can apparently you can tune a bunch of that out. Did you guys change the alignment between no. the track days and no. the road days? Uh-uh. Got it. They did not have the... Uh, some of the cars at Peacody came with two two different sets of tires. Like, for instance, a couple of the cars had an optional cup tire and then a PS4S, and they sent both tires. Mm-hmm. And we only did that, and then we would use the track tire on the track and the street tire. And, we, and the, the editors of the magazine made the decision that because both of those tires were available, that that was fair game. Uh, the Corvette did come with two sets of tires, but they were both cup 2Rs. Um, the car is available with a regular tire also. Um, once you get used to looking at the Z06, the base C8 looks sad as fuck. Uh, one pulled up next to us while we were stopped. Really? Yeah, stopped oh, wow. for shooting. You know who it was, it was? That dude, Bill Griffin. Remember Bill Griffin, the BMW guy? Had the spec E46 race car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He leads a, uh, a tour group of like people who pay, I don't know, a thousand bucks a day or something to drive a variety of sports cars, like the old Gotham Dream Car Tours. So he like led a group of sports cars right to us. And one of the cars in the group was a regular C8. Oh, wow. And it looked so weak and sad compared to the wide body work and well it's it's three and a half inches wider yeah. than the regular one and and, and you don't saw... notice it and you don't just seeing the z06 in isolation you don't notice the extra width until a regular one pulls up and then you go oh well i remember when we were at sema we saw i think it was a z06 prototype mm-hmm. uh and just looking at it from head on you saw the fender stretched out and yeah. it looked the car looks so much better it, and it was not next to a c8 a regular one but i look I, when i look at the regular c8 i've always thought it looked awkward yeah and the c and the z06 i was like this looks more correct it does so maybe it, they it, started with this yeah and then worked it backwards. looks it looks a lot better yeah um and you know the 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 car ran great. I mean, there there were no mecha- I, I can't say I can't talk about the lap times. I'm not going to scoop our magazine. I can't talk about what what won the overall competition. And the competition was stiff, and there were debates for the top spot that was not necessarily what you expect. I mean, there were there were people that advocated for some cars that were not necessarily the fastest cars to to win. Um, and the track portion is weighed a certain way against the road driving impressions and blah, blah, blah. But um, the engine is the rock star of the car. But the, the turn in, uh, not just the turn in, but the amount of grip was bananas. Um, well, the wheels are huge. The wheels the are huge. The wheels are 13 inches wide. But the front the front wheels are not all that wide. I think they're 265. 275. Okay, which is yeah, pretty, wide. pretty wide. For a mid-engine car, that's pretty wide. Yes. But the amount of... There's a corner at Monticello where it's downhill and off camber, third gear onto the back straight. Mm-hmm. And there's a million, there's four or five different ways to take the corner, and none of them are good. <laughs> They're all, there's all, it's all bad. Everyone, every way to take this corner sucks. But this car, more than any of the other cars we had, you could shove it down to a late apex from anywhere else on the entry, and it just had it. 
it just always had it and you could just keep turning the wheel harder and it would keep fucking turning in like you it was so hard to make it understeer well um, for uh context the 765 LT the base one comes with 245 foot yeah. so this is yeah. big tire yeah was well, a heavier car also than the uh, the seven six five LT, but but point taken, it is a big tire. But I mean, um, they built it; it's a race car, and consequently, the steering is heavy. I mean, it, it's it's actually the steering is heavy, especially compared to like GT four RS. The GT four RS didn't have as much of that. Oh my God, it's still going. Mm-hmm. You know, you could make it push a bit. Um, it also didn't have a super track alignment like this like this car did, um, but it. Um, this car, the controls were very very weighty, especially on the track uh, with these sticky tires and with that and alignment. And in track mode, do you feel, do they weight the steering up? Yeah, artificially? they yeah. do, yeah. And I fucking hate the square steering wheel. It, 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 not only do I have trouble going hand over hand in, in the hairpin, but also like the, the way the spokes are force my hands to like not be where to be lower than the bottom half of the wheel. Right. I just I don't like that at all. And I think it's a mistake. But, um, you know, uh, aside from that and, and also because it's a General Motors product, some of the body panels just fit together like shit. I mean, (laughs) there's some of the panel gaps are just, and this was a production car. This is not a hand-built prototype. I asked twice. This is a sellable unit. Um, I mean, the discount comes from somewhere. It legitimately does. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I I have no, no, and if you park it next to the GT4 um, or the Lambo Technica, which was was on site, or um, the BMW M4 CSL, which was on site, um, you know, the just the panel gaps were inconsistent, and and um, the materials are pretty good, you know, uh, they're as good as as Jim General Motors has ever made them, but you know, some of the build is a little inconsistent. I mean, you could you could see differences, especially the rear hatch over the engine, like just inconsistencies from and and where the rear bumper met up with the rear quarter panel like and that's been the case on the I think the white C8 the customer car yeah. you tested and the interior I feel like on these cars has taken a big leap forward compared to its predecessors in the generations yeah and like things are stitched well assembled well the buttons fit right etc cetera, etc cetera. but like it's just those exterior panels it's just not that, great yeah it's not yeah. great um, but look that's not going to bother everybody it's not the worst I've seen but for a hundred and sixty thousand dollar car you know, if you're used to Porsches, you're going to notice this shit. Um, Porsche doesn't fuck that stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the value, I mean, it's it's batshit fast for the money. Um, sounds it like sounds like a Ferrari. Ferrari. Um, it, it, you know, the 458 Special was amazing, but it was also a little ragged and hairy. Like, it was, lo- it was loose. You know, you could you could get the back out. You could fucking it would move. This doesn't move. This is this is sucked sucked to the ground. Um, the brakes are incredible. The ceramic brakes are so great. Um, you know, as far as a, a powertrain and performance and 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 handling, no notes. Fucking done. Wow. Print it is is as perfect as a sports car gets. Um, 
but it was a little darty on the street. It was a little, you know, if you live somewhere with bumpy roads, the regular C8 is like the best car on the market. Yeah. If you're driving on bumpy roads, it does not get better than a C8 Z51. Well, they need to make a Z06 Touring that has MagRide. This has MagRide. Oh. I think. Does it not? I assumed it didn't if the ride was too stiff. They're adjustable shocks, but even in comfort mode, it's still pretty firm. It's not like, it's not terrible. Because some of that comes from, I think, bushings and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it it has a lot of... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Magnaride. Yeah. It does have Magnaride. Um, and on the track, it rode great. It was just on the very bumpy stuff where I was like, ooh, this is a little little rough. But look, I mean, that's the cost it's of a having focused, a more focused It's a focused vehicle. car, and right. it's not as rough as the GT4 RS. Because that was, that was bumpy. That was bumpy. Yeah. yeah, really bumpy. Yeah. Is this um, more like a 765 LT? Not even that bumpy. Was Oh, okay. Because that was it's not It's more like bad. a regular GT3. Wow. In terms of the ride, or a Ferrari 488 without hitting that bumpy road mode. Okay, so it's like stiff, um, you know, but not horrible. Uh, you know, I'm, most people will find it just fine. Cool. Yeah, um, I mean, their chassis engineers are just some of the best. Yeah. They are straight up some of the best. And you take, you still take the roof off. Roof still fits in the trunk. You know, they're, they're making a convertible with the power with the power roof. Rad. Still got a big frunk. You know, it's a reasonably practical car. You don't have to, you don't have to give up a whole lot of practicality for, uh, for the performance. That's amazing. It's just, it's money. And you get to experience, like you said, the sound and the and the powertrain. You enjoy it at lower RPM than the GT4 RS, which just yeah. makes it a more enjoyable thing to own and operate all the time. You don't have to zing it all the way to the top to have yeah. that little fun and that fizz. I mean, the GT4 RS feels very special all the time, right? But just the specialness of the engine, you don't have to crank the volume to 10. It's obvious where they, where they, you know, everything's a trade-off. Yeah. It's obvious that they traded off some of the bottom to have the most magical top end in cars. Right, right. You know, but the, the, the Corvette doesn't really give anything up at either end to have the other end be great. Wow. What's it redline at? I haven't 87-something. It's, yeah, I mean, way, the, way up there. Uh, 86, yeah, 86. It's got a ton of revs, and I mean, you know, I, you know, there were places where I was downshifting at six. Yeah, you know, I, I, it was, it's awesome. The gearbox is fucking great, and there's not a lot of things to not like. I mean, other than what I just, what I just went over. Everything else about that car is fucking ace. Do you and regret if ordering your speeder? No, no, no. The things I wanted in a car. I have. I now have. I wanted stick shift. You know. I. 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 Like, if I had fucking money, money, money. I mean, I know I have money, but if I had like all the money, I'd get one of these for sure. If you have one on order and it's going to take two years, just fucking wait. Don't get off the list. It's going to be great. Everyone who orders awesome. one, everyone who's going to get one, will be very, very happy with the fact that they have actually built a Ferrari. That's I mean, cool. Not even like a bullshit Ferrari. Like they built an actual Ferrari. <laughs> um, it's the Kirkland Ferrari. Oh, do they have? They have the lap time. Oh, I guess they do. I don't. Well, here on show. Are we showing this screen? Yes. On the back straight, which is a very short straight on the North Loop, he saw 142 miles an hour uh, in the time testing, which is really, really fucking fast. Um, it took the bumpy chicane there super well. I've been over that chicane in sports cars, and we're yeah. not going 50. Yeah. 
Um, he's going really quick over the crest here. A uh, little brush of the brakes, scrubs 10 miles an hour, otherwise you end up in the grass on the right side there. And here's the hairpin to the right, which is the tightest uh, section of the track, slowest. And um, really, really fast acceleration uh, out of there. It's, uh, and look how, see this this turn to the left here over, oh well. Oh. That left is a double apex over crest, negative G. And uh, we'll show it from the start line here. And right here is where almost every car either understeers or oversteers coming out of it. And look, this car just all the grip in the world right there. Yeah. Doesn't even have to use all the all the runoff. There. Yeah, he's able to turn in more yeah. mid-corner. Yeah. It's it's really amazing how well um, this thing handles. It's The engine is going to get the headlines, mm -hmm. but... For people who are actually going to go to the track with it, the front end grip is going to be what really, uh, what really keeps you. And with that, the 670 horsepower, the fact that it's naturally aspirated, you can get on the throttle early, and it doesn't have this big torque shove that would cause you to fucking loop it on throttle. You can you can use that with the PTM, the performance traction thing. You can work your way up to full off. And if you go to like race one, race two is really off. Race one will allow you to go full throttle and give you like five degrees of slip. Nice. Um, and then and then rein you in pretty good. Cool. Yeah. It's fucking fast. Um, really, really fast and really fun to drive. Um, they've done such a such a great job with it. It's really, the, the GM performance guys are fucking nuts. They're geniuses. And I mean, apparently and to work C8. on the Z06, you had to put up a lap time at the Nürburgring that was within 10% of the fastest guy. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What so, a... What a hiring process. Yeah, so you, yeah. you're not allowed to work on that car unless you're a, you can drive you really prove fast. You know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. yeah That's so. it. No one told me when I was in college that the engineers can also be race car drivers. They all are. Yeah. Yeah, they all are. The, the fucking guy they sent with the car, um, who is like the EDIF guy, mm -hmm. had never been to this track before and did four laps and was within a second and a half of Travis. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, this is a nice place. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Wow. He was fast. And there's a lot of weird little. Th I mean, every track has its. Well, if you, you know, show nuances. up at a track you've never fucking been to. And you're within that amount of time of a magazine's fastest guy. And he's got a thousand laps there. It's right. Because I'm saying that some tracks are easy to read because they're very flat, especially if there's no. If then it's just about corner geometry. But Monticello has it's got a little some roller coaster stuff. Yeah. yeah. A lot of nuance. You got to figure out. Yeah. Wow. So, I I loved the Z06. I thought it was epic. And when you when you drive it and we make a video with it, it's it's amazing, the sound it makes and and oh, the way cool. it it's it's like a it's like a Ferrari. It's awesome. Um, there's a bunch of other cars uh, that were there. Um, some were um, very surprising and how great they were. Some were a little uh, not disappoint. Well. To me, the the M4 CSL was really disappointing. Um, What's, uh, we have not driven that here. No. So we drove the M3 Comp. The CSL is rear-wheel drive only. Mm -hmm. um, it has the single-piece bucket seats. Mm -hmm. um, it's got 240 pounds taken out of it, no back seat. Um, as I said, rear-wheel drive only, carbon everything. Right. Um, and all the aggression is just really turned up. It's got 
lightweight wheels and aggressive alignment and Cup 2R tires and um, lightweight glass and fucking carbon roof and all carbon trunk, carbon hood. Like, um, but it was so hard to drive fast. Oh, it interesting. It moved all over. You really had to wrestle it through corners. It was it was light for an M4, but heavy for a track car. Right. And it had so much power. It's 540 horsepower. Um, so much power. And the, the, the gear changes were really aggressive. They kicked. And it was just... Up, did it upset the chassis when it kinda, shifted? Kind of. Yeah. Right. It, was, it was tough to drive. I, and on the street, it just banged you around. Um, it weighs 3640. Yeah, which is 240 pounds less than the co- the competition. So but um you know, it, you could tell that the motorsport guys got their hands on it, but the resulting product was not something I found to be particularly enjoyable. Hmm. Um, and other people agreed with me for the most part, I think. Uh, and then we had the GR Corolla, uh, which I've been really excited to drive. And it was the Marizo edition. And the Marizo edition has no back seat. Uh, no rear wiper, no functional rear windows. The rear windows are closed. They, there's no rear window regulators. They're just a wall. There's no rear, no rear speakers. It also has lightweight wheels, retuned suspension, Cup 2 tires, and more torque from the engine with shorter gear ratios. So it's got a bunch of shit. And, like, the regular GR Corolla is, like, 30-something thousand this thing is $52,000, a big fucking jump. Um, this thing was aggro. Um, on the track, with everything turned off, and you, know, you can fuck with the diff. You can go front yep. you know, front bias, 50-50, or rear bias. I actually thought the 50-50 was the most fun. Um, the rear bias, it made it feel like it was trying a little too hard. Um, on the track, if you don't give a shit about the tires, you can just... The steering is really sharp, and it's fast. Like, it, it, it pulls fucking hard. That three-cylinder rules. So just enter the corner hot, stand it on the fucking nose, flick it, and just smash the throttle, and you can just four-wheel slide through oh all God. the corners, and it's great. Um, but on the street... It was you'll melt the tires in three laps doing that. By the way, that's fine. Cup two tires, but like, yeah, you yeah. can do it. Press car um, on the street. It was I found it to be bouncy. I thought it was like the Focus RS where it kind of beat you. I was looking so so forward to driving on the street. I thought it was going to be amazing. I liked so much about it, but it bounced me a lot and kind of really beat me up. Is that a uh, attribute of the Marizo edition specifically? I don't know because I've had never anybody, had anybody else there. Driven? No one there had driven oh. the the regular one, so we don't actually know. I, I'm guessing it's partially that, um, and also like who the fuck wants a fifty thousand dollar hatchback with no back seat? Like there's co- there's going to be two hundred collectors out there. They're yeah. getting two hundred oh, yeah. of those. They'll sell them, yep. but like I kind of wish they sent us the regular one. And also, I kind of wish they would sell a version of the regular one with the short gears and the light wheels. You know, short gears, light wheels, more torque, but, like, all four working windows and a rear white. Ironically, I drove it in the rain. The back window got all covered in fucking shit, and I couldn't clean it because there's no rear wiper. I'm like, this is so (laughs) fucking dumb. No rear, you know. um, I get a Graham Scout, you know, but... 
not that much. Right. <laughs> it also had a, it's not like it had a lithium battery. It had a regular AGM. That's funny because that can save battery. You 50 pounds. Yeah. Put the fucking window switches back and put mm. a lithium battery in the I wonder thing. why OEMs don't use those more often. I'm sure there's they a reason. They probably can't set, like Toyota's durability cycle right. has got to be, you know, yeah. they're not going out to some new battery supplier. They can't guarantee a 10 year warranty or whatever yeah, it is they're doing. Probably. Um, so, like, it was awesome in terms of, like, oh, Toyota is not fucking around. That's cool. Like, the shifter feel was ace. The pedal feel was ace. The steering was super sharp. The seats were really hold you in. You know, you can flick it and huck it. And, you know, oh, they built a fucking awesome rally car. Like, this is not some bullshit product. Like, they're for real. So this is, like, this is what GR is? Like, all right, cool. Um, but... I, the the Marizo edition to me like uh, um, oh yeah so it does say the Marizo edition monotube shocks so it does have unique shocks so yeah, I'd like plus to see chassis so it might have uh, like stiffer bushings and yeah, things like I'd that, like to but... see what the regular one is but I, I I think I'm guessing that the regular one with the Marizo gearing and the lightweight wheels with less sticky tires. Like, I don't want, like, Cup 2s, I get it if you want to set a lap time, but, like, I don't want a car that's fun to slide on our compound well, that's tires. Well, that's what ruined the BRZ and the yeah, FRS, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, want, I want to put this thing on Federals and, and you know, yeah. slide it around a bunch, you know. Um, but it's a very, it's a, it's a car that definitely proved to me that they are not fucking around um, at all. Um, and uh, I don't want to talk too much about... Um, the other cars that were okay. there. I don't want to linger on it too much. The Z06 was obviously the big story, and I was very excited to have uh, street street and track time in the Corolla. I do want to get one, a yeah, regular one for absolutely. us to try here, non, non-Marizo. Um, I mean, I'm really excited about it because it's just, it's the next evolution of things like the Focus RS yeah. and the STI and all that stuff, and it comes from a different company, which yeah. is fun and exciting, possibly more you know reliable. But I mean, the things I've seen about this car are it's really fun. It does a lot of things really well. Yeah, and it fits in that whole world of golf R and whatnot really well. You got to zing it below four thousand RPM. It's got nothing. I mean, really, no. That three cylinder is DOA below four grand. So you got to zing the shit out of it all the time. Um, but uh, if you do, yeah. it goes like a motherfucker, and it's fun to it's fun to shift, it's fun to rev. Um, the brakes are really good; uh, they held uh, the brakes held up great to track work, um, and the turn in is really sharp. It's got a lot of grip, um, at least if you don't try to melt the tires. Um, but it, it moves around really nice when you when you make it do stuff. It's very fun to initiate a slide on the entry and then just smash the it's throttle. It's a fucking rally car. Like, yeah. That's what it's for. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really cool. That's rad. Yeah. Um, should we talk about the um, about the Hyundai thing? The Elantra N? We, yeah, we can. I mean, the story's we not We had complete. an Elantra N. Yes. At uh, P. Cody. Let's see if I can find the red. And post. that is, I do have to say, the Elantra N is the very best car that nobody cares about. Yeah, it's I great. I mean, it is... It put up a very respectable lap time. The inputs were great. It was um, really durable from the track work. It's comfortable inside. Perfectly happy to do everything. Rides the body nice. control on the track, you could you could initiate oversteer really easily on the track. 
so many different modes. You can make it chill. You can make it aggressive. Um, it the the performance for the money is exceptional. Yeah, and really the usability. Yeah, like it is a very spacious sedan that yeah. I, I drove it. I don't know, five hundred miles around LA, and like it's not too stiff over bumps and things for how sporty and fun it yeah. is. It is absolutely a daily drivable car, even if you live in a place with bad roads. Yeah. And like, the inputs are great. The multimedia is great. Yeah. The, the, like, it's just, all quick. It's a really nice car. You got to get it in the right color. Some the, That that blue no, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't help it. Black, gray. I go black. Because yeah. I think the front is not good looking. It's but not. Looks are subjective, yeah. whatever. But so. uh, as a car to drive, it's very good. But So the story came out uh, last week, I think. And a factory burble too. Young guy was driving his Elantra N uh, around wherever, whatever town I think, California, in track mode. Got pulled over. Cop asks him because he the the kid had like video running in his car. He was like yeah. recording, you know, whatever this encounter. And this cop says like, "What year is this car?" And he says, "2022." And he says, "Oh, well, is it running okay? Like I pulled you over because of the noise." And the cop, smart cop, goes. Is it, does it have like a track mode thing? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, it's in track mode. And he went, oh, okay. He proceeds to write the young man a ticket for using an illegal mode on the street and says, you're going to have to take this car to the ref. You have to spend all this money on the ref fees, ref inspection. And then you're going to have to have the dealership remove track mode from this car. And this young person's like, doesn't know anything about this. And the police officer says, did they tell you at the dealership that you're not allowed to use track mode on the street? And he says, no. And he's like, well, they should have told you that. Um, and the guy, the, the police officer was, uh, I guess, knew his stuff, but was seemed very happy to write this ticket. He wasn't, there was no leeway given to this, to this young person. And it seems like that's what's going to have to happen. Like, it's a very long process. Um, and I think it's going to, I don't know what's going to happen with this case or if the guy's going to fight it because it's all developing right now. But, you know, a lot of cars these days come with track mode, sport mode, all these things. And this is the first story I've ever heard about someone driving their car around in track mode, factory bubble tune, as you said. I mean, I've heard a couple stories here and there of people who have been pulled over for loud exhaust and the exhaust was stuck. Yeah. uh, Blake wrong in the in the F. F-Type SVR. Yeah. When that came out, it was super loud. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he got pulled over. But I've never heard of anybody getting in trouble for, you know, usually they might say, is your exhaust aftermarket? And you're like, no, it's totally stock. And then yeah. they go, oh, they can't so they can't write you a ticket for that. But yeah. this opens a whole new can of worms. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't see how this person can be responsible. You know, you they, they're... Is there? There's no, there's no disclaimer in the car. Like for instance, I put the I, I just had a Hyundai Elantra with P Cody, and you can put it in track mode on the street, and nothing comes up on the screen saying you may not use this mode on the street. And what is the what is the regulation that it's too loud? Is that some? Is there a decibel reading that this officer took and determined like? What is the criteria for this officer to determine that this car is too loud? Right. I don't know if just, he did I heard reading. it and it was loud, or did you have a... I mean, I, I think any decent lawyer could fight this and yeah. win. He's going to have to hire one, because I think I think it seemed like from the officer's side of things, and people, you can find this video on YouTube. I mean, the story, just type in Elantra and, you know, ticket, uh, 
you know, track mode and you'll find it. It seemed like the exhaust sound drew the attention and then he was able to write some weird obscure ticket for track mode. And I, oh, and I found uh, a post in Reddit which looked up like the carb law and the wording of it. And what it said is that if the mode remains on after you turn the car on and off, like cycle yeah. the car on and off, sure. it has to pass all noise and emission regulations. Yeah. So like if you turn the car, put it in sport mode and drive around, yeah. turn it off, turn it back on again. It has that's to go why, back into like, eco mode. That's why they go into eco mode. Does, Hyundai do, does Hyundai's car stay in track mode if you turn it back on? I, I can't imagine no, no, no. it does. I, I don't think it does, but I think what that law is saying is if you are using a mode that does not that um when you turn the car off and on does not go back to stock or eco mode that mode may not be allowed or approved for street use right which is but this dangerous. car i hyundai couldn't wouldn't sell a car that doesn't comply with that no, no i know but way. i think because he's using track mode on the street and track mode may not comply with those rules then that's why this guy got this ticket yeah i i I reached out to Hyundai and they said no comment at this time. They're going to like, because this yeah. is the first thing that's happened, you know, with this situation. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't write, you can't, you can't write someone a fucking ticket for a, a stock car. It's not the responsibility of the end user to not use a mode that the car comes with on the street. Yeah, you'd, you'd think it would need to then be locked out. Yeah. Like, you know, the GPS thing that Nissan used to use. Like, yeah. If, it, if, you're not, if you're not allowed to use it on the street to this degree, then it should be GPS locked out until you're at a track. Yeah. Um, or pop up a very bright warning when you turn it on. That's like, yeah. you know, hey, or this, some this kind really of dis- isn't for this. Yeah. Because we've driven trucks that when you put it in, like, Baja mode or something, it'll say... Hey, this is yeah. Like I Bronco think the, the, Raptor. the Bronco Raptor, the exhaust yeah. there. When you put it in that mode, it's like this is for off-road use only. Yeah, so just kind of hilarious. It's not even that loud. Oh, it's definitely not that loud. Yeah, it's it's not as loud as you know the Burble Tune thing. But yeah, I don't know if the Elantra doesn't say anything like that, then it's going to need a Wi-Fi yeah. update to make it do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that the car isn't loud. If you put that fucking factory Burble Tune on, it's pretty loud. Like it's noticeably loud. It's the kind yeah. of loud that does sound like the aftermarket tunes that people do. But the end user is not responsible for the volume of that car. Yeah. Uh, I'm just reading through this yeah. analysis to see if there's anything we missed. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, the Hyundai owner, he they explained in their post that the car showed a peak decibel reading of 102 uh-huh. Um, with an average of 98 decibels during state testing, the legal limit is 95. So mm. maybe the cop did a test that, that was not in the video, but or just drew his attention. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is going to, I don't know, this could be a very interesting case and an interesting example. What state is this? California. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It's You got to be a, a real dickbag cop to write this ticket. I think you do. I mean, you got to be a super fucking dickbag. Yeah. Like, and I can understand all bureaucratic it. systems live and die by that one person. You know, it's like, is that person in a good mood? Is that person in a bad mood? Right. Is that person an understanding person? Is that person a vindictive person? You know, every bureaucratic system. And no matter what is written in the law, like that cop 
wanted to do this for sure yeah and it could be there's so many factors like that job is hard like imagine you know we have a stressful day enough to sit down to a podcast sometimes it's challenging so imagine if you came from a fucking home invasion or murder or something and now you have to like do traffic patrol i'm not saying that happened i'm just saying the emotional swings of being a police officer must be insane for your adrenal system but I can understand if the community was getting a lot of complaints about burble tune assholes and they drive around my neighborhood all the time and they're sure. modified BMWs and they're modified whatever and it just pops and bangs like M80s and it sounds terrible to all of you listening yeah, to no. tune. Your car I, sounds I understand. Bad. I don't know if that's what's going on, but they just crack down on someone who's driving the most bone stock car in the world. Yeah. And that's what really sucks. If, so, if they tell you that their car is stock, you... You now have an obligation as a human. If they prove their car is stock, mm -hmm. okay, my car is stock. I don't believe you because it's really loud. Yeah, pop the hood you have wherever. to prove it. Sure. Fine. Now you've proven it's stock. Now, if if the cop if the the cop now has an obligation morally to go after the business directly that is selling this thing and not to fuck up this dude's life right life i mean he this this cop tried to to basically what they've done is they fucked up one person's life yes not changed the system not acknowledged the root cause of what he perceives to be the problem fuck you know what i mean it's like fucked up one guy's life and revoked a registration of a brand new car yeah. that this guy definitely has a loan on. Yeah. No one's buying Elantra and in cash. Guy's got a loan on this car now. He can't register it. He can't drive it. Yeah. And then the police officer states, he's like, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to write this ticket. You can't drive the car until you ref it, until it goes back to the dealership to get this mode deleted. Like, he, he listed off the order of operations for this situation and how expensive they were, which is not a great Why did he know that? I mean, I'm sure they've had a briefing of like. I'm assuming you think they're. Do you think Hyundai meetings. has a procedure to no, no, delete no. track mode off one car? No, I don't. I think, I think there's probably been a meeting in police departments about modified cars. Yeah. And how to crack down on those and the procedure of refs and stuff. And because the guy said my car's brand new, it's from a dealership. They're like, he probably went instead of going to the tuner shop. You're gonna have to go to the tuner shop to remove this mode. They're like, well, go to the dealership to remove this mode because it's illegal. So that is going to be the discussion that will happen yeah. either in email or in a court or something. That's some fucking shallow-minded trash. To, 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 to find a systematic problem and then focus your response on one... That guy's a victim. That guy's not a criminal. The guy who bought this car and just thought he could make it make this sound by pressing a button. Uh, yeah. That person's if, a victim. If there's nothing, it's going to... I mean... If there's nothing in the manual that says you can literally only use this on a racetrack because it does not comply with CARB, unless the manual says that, then this person was operating their vehicle in a manner that they thought was totally fine yeah. and should expect to be totally fine. So yeah. that, I don't know. I've not read the yeah, Hyundai you, you Veloster. Can't, you can't manual, address Veloster systematic problems by blaming individuals. Just that's not how shit is done. Yeah. But... So we, I don't know, I, we'll follow, we'll, we'll get back to the story when either Hyundai yeah. responds to me or there's more developments. Yeah, Zach, but Zach got a no comment from Hyundai. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was like, hey, man, what's up with this? And they were like, uh, we're going to talk to the team and get, you know, yeah. no comment this time. I was like, oh, this this is not an expected problem, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll that's crazy. All right. Well, that's uh, that's what's happening uh, this week.
I'm sorry I didn't get to do a show last week. On top of the, the with P. Cody, you know, on top of just driving for 12 hours a day and going from place to place and packing and unpacking and all the things and logistics, I got sick. I didn't I didn't yeah. have like COVID, but I had a horrible fucking cold that made me feel like straight garbage for five straight days. And I was like, I don't know if it's like allergies or whatever, like... The one day I had in between Germany and Peacody, I was with my dad and white people warning, we went bird shooting and we walked through a freshly (laughs) mowed. You should really warn birds that are listening. We walked through a freshly mowed field. So like who fucking knows what was going through the air that got kicked up. And then and then it was like in the 40s and kind of wet and we're outside for like half. So I'm like cold and wet. And I just got sick and stayed sick. And I tested myself for COVID every single day. Didn't have it. But, like, just felt like absolute garbage. And I tried to find time to record a fucking show with the road and track guys. But, like, everybody was so tired at the end of a long day of driving. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I felt like shit. And I just just didn't have it. Yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes you just fucking don't have it. So that's why we only had one show last week. So sorry. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Smoke Entire Podcast. You want to ask questions for the show. You want to catch it live. You want to get it a day or two or three or a week before everybody else. You want an extra show every month, a ninth podcast. Patreon.com slash the Smoke Entire Podcast, starting at just two bucks a month. Three. Oh, three. Three. Two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Right. Sorry. Uh what do you got? We got a lot. Okay. Uh, uh, Cesar, Matt, and Zach, how has your taste in music changed over the years? <laughs> my music, my music taste stopped in uh, college, frozen in time. Yeah, <laughs> Pearl Jam. <laughs> ba- I mean, basically. Um, I mean, it has. Well. It hasn't changed that much. I mean, I still listen to a lot of 90s and early 2000s rock music, to be honest, and a lot of 90s and 2000s hip-hop. I've expanded a little. I listen to Alt Nation and Spectrum on Sirius, and I listen to the Bruce Springsteen channel and Pearl Jam channel and the classic rock channels, but, like, frankly, I don't think my taste in music has evolved all that much. I've picked up some newer artists here and there. Same thing. I think I, I... I've started listening to more music my parents used to listen to, mm. like classic rock stuff, and I try to expose myself to new things, but I'm bad at it in general. And with yeah. music, I'm like, I don't want to risk these 10 minutes, so yeah. I just go back to the well. Yeah. And yeah, that's not helpful. That's you know, why I, Christian's show is helpful, Yeah, because he'll expose me to like, even if the band is 30 years old, at least it's it's usually a band I've never heard of or mm-hmm. don't listen to. Um, but it's hard for me to be like, what are the young people listening to today? I'm just yeah. bad at it. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I don't like. I'm not like trying to be an old guy about it, but I'm not that into a lot of the new music, and I try, but I'm just not. I think we're seeing a resurgence, though, in the genre of like 2000, early 2000s punk. Mm-hmm. They're basically bands are playing that music now, and young people are like, "Wow, this sounds awesome!" Yeah, like, like emo. This Twenty years ago, emo music. Yeah, like a little bit of screamo stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, my phone rang today. It was a random Georgia number. I did not. I fully expected a, a solicitor or a robot or something on the other mm-hmm. end, but I picked it up anyway, and it was Killer Mike. 
and uh, I talked to him for like 20 minutes, and nice. it was surreal as a motherfucker. Yep, I'm pretty jealous. And going to Atlanta in two and a half weeks to interview him at a barber shop yeah. for Road and Track Magazine. He owns a barber shop. Yeah. He owns like four of them. Yeah. So Is it the one in the Falcons he uh, stadium or the other one? I don't know which one. He okay. said he would send the address. I got connected to his assistant. But he was the nicest person ever. He was great. I cannot wait to go hang out with Killer Mike for a day in Atlanta. It's going to be fucking cool. Yes, it will. Yeah. That's but rad. To th expect a robot, and there's Killer Mike on the phone. Damn. Wow. That I, was a mind fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to go one way. Yeah. But I like, cool. I like Run the Jewels. Touring with Rage Against the Machine right now. I know. I'm very excited. They're playing in Oakland in March. I know. Do you know how much tickets are, though? They're I don't care. I'm going to buy one. They're, they're like $500. I know. Should we make a work trip out of it? Yeah. We should make a work trip right out right of off. it. Yeah. Or I'll sell a part for my M3. <laughs> maybe if we buy if we buy tickets and I can say to Mike, like, we've got tickets, maybe I can parlay that into Well, because I, I texted Musto else. like three months ago. And yeah. I was like, hey, I'm going to go to this show. Can I sleep at your house? Yeah. And he was like... He's like, why you buy tickets? I'll just text Mike because yeah. him and Mike are buddies. Yeah, but that that's how I that's how I got yet. connected. So, I we should go one way or another. Yeah, we should. I mean, if I got, I'll find a way to get tickets. Are just really expensive. Like, really like what? They were just they're like five hundred dollars, which is yeah, which is weird for you know two groups that are very there's much a, against. No, like, there's a charity component. I oh, saw that I didn't it's know like that. a charity. Yeah, I, I don't right. know. A lot of the percentage of the of the the monies goes to charity. All right, but like I, I don't know better. what the split is, but all the tickets I looked at said something something charity ticket. So like okay, yeah. Anyway, that's sick. That's wild. Uh, Aust oh, Austin Huckabee wants to know the name of the, the band of NATO straps. It's called Under the Cuff. And get this, NATO strap. It's a type of watch strap. It's mm -hmm. made of like a, a woven like nylon, very tough. There's a patent troll right now that bought the the patent on the word NATO, what? and is now going after any of these companies that make these type of straps. It, does he work for NATO? No, it's just it's a not. fucking straight patent troll. Yeah. Wow. So all the companies that are making these are really having trouble marketing them because this is basically just a an accepted, casual uh, name. Like the it's like the word bracelet. It's like just everyone who's into watches knows oh what you mean God. when you say a NATO strap. That's what that's the search term on the internet yeah. and like. All of a sudden, all these companies, which are typically very small companies, just a few people make the, you know, they now can't use that word to fucking market. NATO shit. should go surround that guy's house with like three tanks. Fucking crazy, like, right? You asshole. Uh, Chris Navio for 80K. What are your thoughts on a 2017 AMG GTS? Seems like a lot of car for the money. I didn't know they were that cheap. I didn't either. That does seem like a lot of car for the money, they're, doesn't it? They're cool. They're they are really, pretty cool. They're beautiful and Good looking. Fast. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, you know, I, I drove warranty? one when it was new for uh, drive on NBC Sports, and um, it is a very nice car. I, uh, what do I remember about it? I mean, they're just they're it was well made and yeah, uh, the interior is awesome. They sound good. Yeah, and they had um, what was it? The GTC was like the GTC a is a little better, better one. Version. Yeah, a little better suspension, a little better body control. A little better brakes. Mm -hmm. If you can swing for a GTC, that would be better. But I don't think they're nearly that cheap. 80K is cheap. That's I have cheap. absolutely no idea what they're like Ooh. to maintain. 
I don't know what they're like to work on. I don't know what the reliability is. I mean, I mean look, as we as we know from the start of the show, yeah. use German car, you're going to want some coverage. Yeah. Um, I do like the 2017 because I like the horizontal slot before they went with the vertical grille. Oh, I think the yeah. car got more and more aggressive looking, and yeah. I actually think it got worse looking as it went on. So 2017 is just nice. Oh, it has the uh, the original grill. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like cool. that. It's a nice car. I mean, they drive they drive really good. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun. I don't know. Overwhelmingly, Cheers. I have nice things to say about that car. I think it's I think it's very a very nice car, but beware. Yep. Uh, with what maintenance costs potentially could be, uh, you're talking about a, a six year old Mercedes, you know, definitely out of warranty. Um, who knows what shit could cost with that thing? Yeah, do some research. Yeah, and I save don't know. Some money. Uh, Caleb, uh, oh, just wants to say. Thank you. Your job is to drive. Oh yeah, no problem. Happy to happy to help with your long ass commute. Question: If I'm in the LA area, can I check out WCCS? Uh, yes, you can go to WCCS.com uh, and fill out the contact form, uh, contact us form on the website, and you can book a tour. We are open seven days a week, and uh, we're open only by appointment. Don't don't just randomly stop in. We'll look at you fucking weird. Um, but if you book an appointment, we are happy to show you around. Matt Cheseldine, cars not at P. Cody that I wish made an appearance. Yes, we tried to have three cars that uh, would not be there in time. Lotus Amira, mm. Ferrari 296 GTB, and the McLaren Artura. Those three, um, for one reason or another, logistics reasons, not the manufacturers said no. Um, they said yes, but uh, the cars weren't going to be in America in time, those are the, those are the three that we didn't have, um, but they will be according to the rules. If they weren't here in time for P. Cody this year, they are will they'll They're be eligible. eligible for next year. Yeah, so we'll try to try to get those next year. Um, light bias, uh, wouldn't it be nice uh, for emissions concerns and purposes of keeping the NAV12 alive? We see the return of small displacement three liter V12s propped up with hybrid power. I mean, that would be cool, but be the cool. problem with the V12 in general is it's fucking long. Yeah. There's just no way to make one that's like that small and also have it not like hang out over the front axle. That's why the SF90 is such a feels like a large car, you know. SF90 and, doesn't have V12. Oh, that's right. It's V12. V8. That's a V8. Why am I but like that? the 812 is a fucking huge huge it's not yeah. necessarily just the displacement of that, that like that car's long as fuck. And so even if you made even if you made the the pistons 30% smaller, you know, you'd still have a really long fucking block. Yeah. LaFerrari's V12, not the fucking SF90. Yes. Um, um I mean, yeah, it's a good thought. Uh, but it's just uh, you. V twelves are just long. They're big. They're just really big. I mean, it depends on if the displacement goes down. Like so, the the LaFerrari's V twelve is like a six liter, six point two or something like that. So if they cut that displacement in half, would the engine shrink? What's Gordon Murray's car? Uh, the Cosworth V twelve is that isn't that like a three something? It's a little three nine maybe. 
the T50 uh, V12. Oh, yeah, 4-liter V12. 4-liter. Right. So that's pretty small by modern V12 So standard. maybe if that's shorter, they and I mean, I like that idea, because if you could have V12 sound mm-hmm. and then made it with a hybrid system, it would be really fast. Yeah. And you, you can kind of have some, that's a way to keep them around a little bit longer. But, uh, something tells me the packaging just wouldn't work right. It's a good thought. I like the idea of the sound of that, but... Yeah. Um, and certainly the T50 would give you an indicator of what a small V12 might sound like. Yeah. But um, I could see that existing on very special cars from OEMs, but like the bread and butter, whatever, you know, the entry-level Ferrari or entry-level Lamborghini, et cetera, mm. they, I think they would like to do more with that space. Yeah. 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 Uh, Alex Hay, supposedly the Z06 was delayed due to chassis flex with the more powerful engine. Did I notice any? Well, if there was any and it was delayed, it's fixed. I mean, I, I drove a production car. Mm-hmm. I didn't drive some early uh, pre-pro thing. And so did I notice chassis flex? Like, no, not really. Um, it felt it felt like a pretty, pretty solid package to me. Um, I, and I didn't, you know, when I when I took the roof off and drove it, I drove it on the road for a little while without the roof on, Mm -hmm. and it didn't seem flimsy to me. You know, you do the elbow test, where you put your elbow on the door, and then your hand on the top of the the windshield to make a triangle. Um, I did not get uh, any flex there when you went over bumps and stuff. I thought it was pretty tight. Um, So yeah, no problem. Scott Hamel, I'm looking for a very smooth highway cruiser for my 2,000 miles a month that is not a current-gen Lexus LS. What is smooth over terrible highways under $100,000? The Audi A8 uh, is very smooth. Um, what else is... What has, what has an amazing ride? Uh, Cadillacs with Mag Ride. Yeah, yeah. A Cadillac uh, um, like CT. I haven't driven one of those in a long well, time. Well, under a Blackwing is going to be for two thousand miles a month. The Blackwing is not what you want. Maybe no. you want the CT five uh, V, non Blackwing with Mag Ride. Yeah, that would be That's very a fun good car. Yeah, it rides nice. Yeah, um, the uh, it's not a Lexus. Uh, uh, what has a great I mean, like the Mercedes. Oh yeah. Um, like the GLC on air suspension, like not an AMG one. Uh, one of the GLCs or or GLEs, a, a Range Rover. Um, the Defender Velar. was pretty good. The Velar, the, the I like Velar, the Velar a lot. Yeah, Velars are kind of underrated. They, they are. have a, they have a very nice ride. The Defender cool. did have a very good ride. Not great fuel economy for two thousand miles a month, but oh, but true. still. Still, the Defender with air suspension did have a very nice ride. Land Cruiser, great ride, the Toyota Land Cruiser. Uh, I haven't driven a new Jeep in a while, like Wrangler or, or, sorry, not Wrangler, I meant Grand Cherokee or like uh, Wagoneer. Yeah. That's that's over 100. Is that over 100? A A Wagoneer can be, but a Grand Cherokee. right? Grand Cherokee is definitely not. Um, yeah. Hmm. Things with adaptive suspension. Yeah. Are usually really good. Um, Un- 
like just because what he's really looking for is kind of a regular car. It's yeah. not something that we focus on I know, I'm so like, much. Does a Camry ride well? I don't. Yeah, I don't, I've only experienced them from Uber. Like, and they're pretty good. But. Yeah, like we we typically do sporty cars and. And we don't really focus on like regular yeah, cruisers. Which we have a number of questions actually, kind of about like cruiser, oh, regular cruisers, uh, road trippy things. Um, I mean, something with Magride. Magride's amazing. Yeah. You know, if you, unless you're getting up to like a Mercedes level of something, Magride is really impressive. I mean, the the especially the new Magride, the number of sensors, the computing speed they have now, which you get in the Blackwing, it's like it's like it's reading the road ahead of you without like using lasers and cameras. Yeah. And it just it just sets everything up right every time. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Benjamin Ali uh, is building a GT car to drive from Oregon to Ohio and back. Two-door manual transmission, $30,000 budget. Hard look at C5 Corvettes with light mods. Um, well, first of all, C5 congrats Corvettes. on the drug smuggling business. Yeah. Um, I mean, the problem with C5s is they're fucking rattle boxes. They're made of Legos. So if, if you're thinking about a GT car, I'd want something a little more insulated than that. Like, I would real, I'd be looking at, like, Mercedes SLs stock. But it's not manual. Well, and $30,000 SL is I bought risky. my R129 for seventeen five. Oh, that's true. And it ruled. Yeah, that's a good and point. And it was built like a fucking tank. Uh, this, you didn't like the seat, but otherwise, I have a bad back. Okay. Everyone else, no one else has a problem with the seat. And if I and if I was gonna do another one, I'd buy the SL fifty five from the next generation, mm-hmm. like the O four, which is twenty seven grand or something. Yeah, and then have a power retractable hardtop, better sculpted seats, and four hundred and ninety horsepower. Yes, and he wants a manual, but. Man, I don't know how much. How many miles are you covering? Like, if the roads are really twisty, I can understand wanting a manual. But if you're just getting on a highway going from, you know, Ohio to Oregon, like, I mean, you know, for thirty thousand dollars, you're better off starting with a C6 than a C5. Yeah, C5s are not built well. <laughs> they're just made badly. They rattle. They're they're plasticky and shitty. C6s I own and I owned better. one. I can tell. I can be honest about this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, C six. What, what's what's so good about Corvettes though is visibility, miles per gallon, yeah. cargo space. Like mm-hmm. they have so many good attributes for Grand Tour driving. Sure. Um, if the interiors are holding up well. Yeah. Yeah. The C six. I is would a nice start step with up. a nicer C six than than because than that, and you don't really have to do anything. What I about mean, uh, make it service it? The F type with the manual. Oh, can I mean, if you can find one for thirty grand, a twenty seventeen F Type with a manual is excellent. Yeah, that's a very, very cool. that's a very very nice car. Yeah, make sure you're not too far from a Jaguar dealership or repair shop. But yeah, um, that would be pretty awesome. They're they're great. Um, also, like Pontiac GTOs, unloved yeah. but excellent uh, cars. You don't have to do much of anything there. Put together slightly better than a C5. I mean, C6, you're going to have magnetic shocks. Yeah. At least you'll have available magnetic shocks, second gen, uh, on a on one of those. And so I would, I'd probably be looking at C6s. And then light mods, like just like good tires, service it properly, make sure it's like you don't have to do a lot. Like, no. Modifying Ford GT, like... Just get the one with Magride and make sure it works. Yeah. You know, get good tires, get good fluids, get a good battery, and then just leave the fucking thing alone and, like, don't make it louder. Don't, don't do make that. it faster. You know, but, like, you're not going to put 
That'd be I wouldn't awesome. put aftermarket shocks on it just to make it like softer. No. The Magride's so good. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a rad. That's a, they're such good cars. Yeah. Yeah, I mean a, a, a GT project. I wouldn't do anything. Just get a great great C6. I mean, and leave it the fuck alone. Put, I put a stereo in it and nav and just tint. It, I mean, it's not it like work. a great project. You just want it to work. Yeah. And let, I mean, because I guess if I if I think of GT project, I think of Carl Moose like, you know, crazy Jaguar with like the amazing interior. But that's yeah. another level. Yeah. Um, let's see. Jeez, uh, why is everyone asking about road trips everyone, today? Murray, summer, man. Manchester, um, Murray M. <laughs> Sorry, buddy, Murray M. Just finished a road trip with my mom to the Grand Canyon and back. We took her 2016 BMW 320i, and it was smooth, 80 miles up. She wants to upgrade. She wants another sedan of similar class. She's had a uh, IS250 and an A3 Quattro leaning towards a current-gen IS or new Integra. Um, I just got the current-gen IS350 mm-hmm. as a no-requirement loaner for P-Cody. They just gave it to me to drive to the location and mm-hmm. back. It feels old. Really? It feels like an old car. It yeah. is. I love the IS500 because you get that V8, but the IS feels like a 10-year-old car at this point. Does it feel older than a 2016 320? Like, does it feel that far back where, you know? Uh, it's, yeah, it's comparable, okay. if not, yeah. I mean, I I would get look at the new A3. The, the new A3 and S3 and RS3 are great at just eating up miles. I really like the new A3 a lot. It's got good tech available. You get that Google Earth view, good CarPlay functionality, oh. lots of ports. And back to our earlier question, 2,000 miles a month, yeah. that might be, S3 might be a good one for that person. Oh, an, S3, RS3. an S3, you don't need the RS3. The, yeah. If you're doing 2,000 miles a month, an Audi S3 has adaptive suspension available, yeah. great fuel economy, really comfortable seats, quick when you want it, sporty when you want it, big trunk, lots of leg room. That's a great car. Yeah. Really, ah, new S3 is a great car for 55 grand loaded. That's a fucking great car. I would, I'd like to do one of those. And the ride is very good. Yeah, it's not quite Lexus LS, but it's really good with the adapt uh, optional adaptive shocks. A friend, a good friend of mine in Colorado, he has one. I think it's a year and a half old. It's like a company lease, and he has had some screen issues. This is one person. The screen? Yeah, he's had some tech issues. Mm. Like car drives great, all that stuff. But um, I'd say if your mom's gonna, it depends on how long she's going to own it. Just keep that in mind. But yeah, they're but they are great when they work right and they, yeah. they do their job really well. Uh, I didn't. Uh, Zach drove the Integra. The Integra nice. is nice. Does a yeah, it's a nice car. I mean, yeah. it does a very good impression inside of you know entry level Lexus. Like the materials are good. The stereo is amazing, amazing. Acura has good stereo. Holy shit! Um, yeah. And it looks more expensive inside than the price or the exterior would make you think. Like it's a, it's a really nice car for eating up miles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richard Duck. Considering picking up a second car for HPDE and track, mostly looking at a Honda Fit or Miata. Problem is, I live in an apartment, can't move anytime soon, and I have to park it somewhere outside my single allocated space. Uh, Car thefts are common where I live, and I don't want to track my daily. What should I do? Well, um... You can look into a storage unit type of space, Mm -hmm. you know, a very basic storage unit, 
probably costs you five, six hundred bucks a month. People do that. Yeah. Um, now, if it's not a street legal car, maybe now you also need a trailer and something like that. You could also look at a garage or storage situation at or near the track that you're where your local track is. I mean, if you're at if you're Bay Area, Bay Area. If, if you're at Sonoma or whatever, they have uh, garages there, and I don't know what they cost, but it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, there's Thunder, also Thunder Hill also. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. There's also groups of people like Mike Muster does this with some friends where people kind of get together and rent a hangar or yeah. warehouse or whatever that is and they just have their own private car storage thing and that might be a way to get costs down a little bit from going to a established business. Um, so you might be able to find someone that does track days ask around forums, find people that have this similar issue because you're surely not the only one. Yeah. And maybe there's a group that's like, yeah, we store all our crap in this garage. Like we rent a spot yeah. for X dollars a month. Yeah. Um, that's, those, that's, those are your options. Um. Yeah. <laughs> or if you have a really good friend who has a house in a nicer area and be like, hey, can I park my car near your place? That's going to get old but fucking quick. It will, but you never know. Yeah. Maybe someone owes him a favor because he has dirt on them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, your 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 answer, yeah, right. Maybe you got a little compromet. You got a trashy buddy. Oh, you meant a different kind I of meant dirt. Compromet. Yes. You meant compromet. Yes. I meant literal, yeah, yeah. literal dirt. I think I parked this at your house because yeah. otherwise, I tell you know the people. Um, yeah, that's the uh, alternatively, you know, maybe an arrive and drive situation. Yeah. You know, there's people that that have arrive and drive track day cars and. That may be cheaper if you do it two or three times a year than owning your own car. Yeah, true. You know, you buy a to, seat in somebody's fucking race car. Yeah, you have to do that math because if you're gonna if you're gonna buy a second car and then pay to store it somewhere, how much money is that gonna cost you per year versus arrive and drive or just doing school days or something else? I don't mm-hmm. know. That's mm-hmm. a lot of. That, that's up to you. Uh, Chris Nolke, uh, the Demand 4.5 makes considerably more horsepower and torque than just an extra half liter would suggest. How do they get so much additional power? Uh, a couple ways. They use lighter, a lighter rotating assembly. Their pistons and rods are lighter and stronger than stock. Um, they do some upgrades to the valve train uh, to make those spin up better. They also um, have their shit is higher. It's a higher compression. Mm. They run a higher compression, which does make more power. And then you have to run you run 98 octane. That's another way. Uh, all the time. All the time. Oh. Yeah. So I have it, to get this stuff called boostane. Right. Which I I have to add a third of a bottle of it in every gas tank. So every tank of gas is going to cost me an extra $6, which I, I put that in the pay the cost to be the boss category of, uh, of motoring. But that that's how they do it. The, so if you... If you're, I don't know, out on a road trip somewhere and you run out of boostane and you have to put 93 in it, will it work but just not make power? It, it will like run, not? but you wouldn't want to ru- drive it at full throttle at full RPM. Right. You could drive it home. Okay. Yeah. You, you, in an emergency, you could run it home on 93, but you don't really want to. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's how they do it. Boostane. Yeah. yeah. Please sponsor Matt. Um. Oh, boy. Russ needs a tour guide. Russ needs a tour guide. Why am I the tour guide? Always the tour guide. Russ in Oklahoma rented a BRZ on Turo uh, and is uh, coming in for Luft, which is next weekend. Yeah, next Yeah. Sunday. Best Best roads to hit, Angeles National Forest. 
if you uh, just just look up the Angeles National Forest and the roads within it are excellent. Yeah, you're be gonna... careful. Don't cut your double yellows. Don't fucking die. Look out for rocks in the road. Look out for cyclists. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, you're new to turns coming from Oklahoma. So yeah, welcome, respect, but be careful. Respect the canyons. Yeah. Uh, where to stay? I mean, I don't know, bro. This question, yeah, to anybody, don't ask that question because we don't know what your plan is all week. So yeah. we don't know what part of town you want to be in or By how the much beach, money you have. Boy. Like, that is up to you. Yeah. yeah, if you come all this way from Oklahoma, stay near the fucking beach. Just pick a beach. And stay near it. I don't. Where's Lufton? There's Long only, Beach. Well, there's one beach. Well, there's one ocean. Is Lufton Long Beach? It is, right? Oh, I forget. I have to look at the email, but it's usually down there somewhere. Yeah. Don't stay by the airport. People don't, make yeah. that mistake. Stay by the beach. Uh, and best LA car things to do. I get asked this shit all the time. Go to the Peterson. Like I don't do LA car things. <laughs> You're going to Luft. Yeah, that's, you do. You go to the you go to the Malibu on the Sunday. Sometimes you go to the Peterson dead. things. They killed it. It's Is over. It really? Yeah, it's over. The city killed it. Wow. They, the valet parking thing worked. After all that other shit they tried, they they finally figured out that people just don't want to valet their fucking cars, and that totally killed it. Wow. Yep. It's back to just me on the porch Sundays. I, I ride a motorcycle up there, and they let, let you right in. They don't give a fuck about motorcycles. They never have. You want to go to Malibu on a Sunday, you ride a motorcycle. They don't care. You know the end of the Casino where, where it's like Ray Liotta's just going, yeah. after this, it all fell apart. I'm a regular schnook. Right, and he's leading. He's like, this person went down here, and yeah. it's like this is the end of that. Like, after all that shit, it's, like, it's always like the accountant brought us down. It's yeah. like the valet took us down. Yeah, I mean, there's probably some, you, you go to Malibu on a Sunday and see cars. You drive around, and you'll see people driving dope cars. That, that'll that still happen. But You go to Bob's Big Boy on Friday night still. That's or just still go to the Peterson. Yeah, uh, uh, Peterson for sure. But I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not good at car things. I mean, if you look up Southern California, like car meet, there's multiple on every Saturday and Sunday. Good Vibes is every Friday at <clears throat> Newcomb's yeah. Ranch. There's Go stuff in Torrance out. and Huntington. Um, and then I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there we go. And Matt Cheseldine responded to this dude in the comments with some good uh, good stuff. Uh, Nate Lincoln um, wants to know about my Delica. I do still have a Delica. It's my wife's car. Wanted to get my opinion on owning a right-hand drive Japanese import as I'm considering a Prado or 80 series. Was the ownership experience as cool as the rad factor, and are there any uh, major inconveniences with driving a uh, right-hand drive on U.S. roads? No. There's not. I mean, if you there's obviously the dumb drive-through thing, which you should just just don't ever go to a drive-through. That's that's an easy one to solve. Uh, don't eat shitty fast food if you can avoid it, and if you must, park in the lot and walk inside. It's not the end of the world. You usually get served faster. Too. You get served faster. Um, the actual biggest inconvenience of it is um, automated parking lots where you have to take the ticket and then pay with a credit card on the way out. And if I have to do that. Sometimes I will get out of the car. Other times I have one of those grabber things yeah. to grab the ticket. It's it's harder on the way out when you put the ticket in. Um, sometimes I'll go through them in reverse, like a boss. I have done that before too. But like, make sure your grabber is strong enough to pull your credit card out because I yeah. had that problem in France. Uh, the grabber was and the grabber was not strong enough. It was not. Yeah, that can be an issue. Um, a my Lyft driver in Colorado owns a Delica, so mm -hmm. he ran into an interesting problem where they had like. 
an engine problem, overheating issue in Steamboat. They had to get the car towed all the way back down to Denver. They're having trouble finding someone who knows how to work on the diesel yes. delicate engine. Yeah. So depending on where you live, make sure you look into that first. Yeah. Well, he wasn't talking about a Delica, but whatever it is you want, he said was talking about a Prado or oh, something. Right. But yes, I mean, before you buy an imported Japanese car, make sure that somebody in your area is comfortable working on them. Yes. I've had that issue with the Delica as well. People don't necessarily. Fortunately, it's very simple. The as a, it's just a little fucking diesel and, a, and a, the automatic transmission and the four x four is actually the same as they use in the Montero right. of that period. So there are U.S. equivalent and there are some resources for parts and stuff like that. But um, uh, yeah, find that person first. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're gonna be fucking annoyed. Um, but right hand drive, no, nah, it's not a problem. Uh, it's it's just you know if you're in a little sports car with poor visibility it could be a problem in a big tall SUV or a van the visibility is really good in those cars from the 90s yeah uh, big greenhouses and all that stuff you can see just fine. easy to get your mail really right yeah it's I, I I've never had a problem with right hand drive in the U S no. Uh, Nathan Little what cars would you own if you lived in a small island nation like New Zealand I would have a Subaru. Uh, RSTI, uh, a 2.5 RS with a, with a with an S, or even it's Japanese import. I have a, a yeah. real STI, two door mm-hmm. Subaru STI. I would have a, a Skyline an R34 GTR. I would have the best of the Japanese imported shit because that's what they drive down there. And that's what you can get there. Like I would get you know rear wheel drive Skyline RB powered shit. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, you know what I get? I want to get a uh, was it a Nissan the Starlet? No. Oh, Pulsar, Pulsar GTIR. Yeah, they're rad. Yeah, yeah, they're very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Small I cars, that immediately. all-wheel drive, Japanese, Little hot hatches engines. and stuff like that. That's what I'd be fucking with. Uh, hit your marks. Uh, can you clear that link? I can't oh. read. Looking for a new daily driver. I want the most engaging, fun-to-drive manual transmission, 2 plus 2 sedan, coupe or sedan for a max budget of 90K. I mean... The problem is, with these manual cars, people request manuals. Like, your choice is all of them. You're talking about, like, four cars. Yeah, They're, especially you, with 90 grand. Yeah, if you're limited, if you're talking about manual, your choices are a, a Porsche 911, mm-hmm. a CT4 Blackwing. Or CT5, a, the new one. CT5 Blackwing, yeah. but max budget of 90K, no, no CT5. That's 100 grand. Oh, actually, base ones might be under underground. Yeah, you can get a base CT5 Blackwing or a loaded CT4 yeah, Blackwing. Yeah, CT4. A BMW M3 non-competition. Right. Um, Sedan or coupe, either one. And... Uh, I don't know, Supra's two-seater, and... Uh, I mean... Or it gets it gets way cheaper, you know, way 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 quicker, you know. Yeah. Now you're talking about Mustangs and Camaros, or Challenger. Can you even get a manual Challenger anymore? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I think so. You know, or you're talking Much about muscle cars. Really. But if you if you got ninety to spend, you're not going to want recommendations for thirty five thousand dollar cars, right? And um, if you're willing to go to dual clutch, your options get even bigger, which is better for you and worse for us like because then you can get rs3 yeah i mean his short list right now is 911 carrera you know new or lightly used and ct4 blackwing um i mean your only your only options beyond that are 
uh, are M3s, non-competition, or F. I mean, an F80 M3, a last-gen M3 sedan manual. Yeah. You know, you can get one with low miles for probably 65, 70 grand. I've never driven one of those. I just reread uh, they're nice. a review about them, and they're just supposed to be very twitchy. They are. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <clears throat> but it's engaging. But it's engaging. Yeah. Twitch is engaged. Um, I mean, if he says he doesn't like the Black Wings engine on the CT4, which is a shame because that car, overall, it ticks so many of your boxes. It's so yeah. good. But, like, I mean, I think you have to go with Porsche. You have to yeah. go with the 911. That's going to be fun. You can get all-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive with snow tires. Um, it's going to – yeah, that's probably going to be the thing to do. Yeah. Two plus two. I would, I would be looking at a – Both uh, of those, I think, drive so much better than a regular M3, M4. The like Porsches. Porsches. Oh yeah. And the CT4 Blackwing. Yeah, yeah. If you if you don't need a for a proper sedan, yeah. don't get one. Get a two door car with a back. You know, if a 911 suits your needs, just stop looking there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But if you drive a CT4 Blackwing and then drive the M3, you will understand why we don't like the regular M3 that much. Yeah. Because it points out all the. It's problems. rubbery, real rubbery. Yeah, it's soft. Not great. Yeah. Not great. Um, unless you want to fucking throw one into the mix and order up a new Civic Type R, uh, which could really be very car. cool, or you go to a GR Corolla, which is a lot cheaper than he's looking at, but wild card, you know, very engaging and, and fun and fucking rowdy. Um, you can get an STI, like, S209 edition, but I think Yeah, but imagine spending Porsche money on a fucking Subaru. I know, because they were 60 when they were new. They're so expensive. Yeah, once just sold on cars and bids, like, over $100,000. No. I would, if you're really looking at 911s and those fit, objectively fit your needs, I would just get a 911. I mean, nobody, nobody buys a 911 and hates it. Nobody. Doesn't happen. So I would, I would do that. Just my vibes. I agree. But yeah, if you want manual, your shit is limited. Not a lot of options left. Uh, anonymity. What's the oat milk like? Oat milk situation in Germany exists. There is oat milk in Germany. Thank God. Man, I love my those oat milk lattes. I'm about that life. When they're made well, they are excellent. Yeah, I got the new. I told you, I got the new fucking espresso machine. It's got the frother. Yeah, is it working? Yeah, good froth. Fucking yeah, it does. Nice. It's got adjustable froth. Fucking oh, like, depending on how much air you want in it. Yeah, Ooh. it fucking thickens that shit up. I gotta see this thing. I am ready. I'm ready for it. That's our show. We mm-hmm. have Johnny Lieberman coming in tomorrow at 5 p.m. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then we have Andrew Collins coming in on either is it on Wednesday? Three days in a row. Nice. Yeah, Thursday. I have to go to Palm Springs to drive the Lamborghini Technica, even yes. though I already drove it for road and track, but I didn't come back with a video for TST. So I'm going to Palm Springs for a day to drive it there and back, same day, to drive it for uh, for TST to make nice. a video. I'm driving a highly track modified A80 Supra with like all a new the one? Bushing. Yeah, the new one with pushing suspension, brakes, all kinds of shit. Oh. Thursday morning. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I'm interested. Oh, all right. Well, that'll be good. There's a lot. Donnie's, Donnie finished the alignment on my car. He he did all the hoses that he couldn't get to before Pebble Beach. Oh, right. They were all. There was back ordered hoses. Oh man. So he did all those, and then he realigned my car so it steers like his car. Because uh, when I drove his car for road and track, I was like, "Why does your car have such beautiful light steering, and my car has such heavy steering?" 
And he's like, oh, I thought you would want it like that. And I was like, I want my car to steer like your car. And he goes, no problem. So my car, just alignment. So cool. Just adjusting the the camber settings. So now my car steers like his car. Nice. Um, And he texted me the other day and he goes, dude, your car is fucking fast. So whatever he is, he said it's even faster than before. So whatever he's done with it, it's like fucking ace. You guys should do a drag race. And some people are like, why is your car back at Donnie's? To do the fucking hoses he didn't finish. And so now the Ferrari's actually done. I have to figure out when I'm going to go out there and get it. It's just sitting there now. It's done. And so he can get into the Lambo and I could spend even more goddamn money. (laughs) Um, Hey, it could be worse. You could own an E46 M3 like mine. Hannah was like, are you serious? You're doing all that shit to the Lambo too? And I was like, yeah, but don't worry. It'll take six months, so I won't have to pay him for a really long time. <laughs> She's like, okay. Fine. Yeah, you can wait till the next fiscal year. Yeah. <laughs> so really, it's like doing you're not doing two cars in a year. It's no, no, one at a time. One at a time. Yeah, yeah, one at a time. Uh, all right, that's our show. We'll be back tomorrow for the Patreon people, uh, Tuesday at 5 p.m. with Johnny Lieberman. It'll be a whiskey session. It will. I've got the uh, some other stuff from Scotland we can taste. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, got, oh, I brought oh, back some it. stuff. Do- Johnny will be like, It'll be like bringing Christian yeah, to a concert. He hates everything. Yeah, done <laughs> 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 to two concerts with Christian. He left after twenty minutes. Yeah, he times. doesn't like actual seeing live music. It's not. It's weird. Um, standards are very, very high. Very high. Yeah. I get it. And uh, and then Andrew Collins uh, will be here on Wednesday. So uh, we got a few shows coming, and I got to get a bunch of shows in because I'm going on the Hudson Quattrocento. Uh, with Road and Track from the 18th to the 23rd, and then I'm going to see Killer Mike nice. in Atlanta. So I'm gone from the 18th to the 24th. So we got to double them up while I'm fucking gone. You hear me? Yeah. All right.